almost 20 years, I would say now, uh, talking about these five smooth stones or these five revelations, five answers to a question I got years ago. Well, anyway, I want to thank everybody uh, for those. Well, that's not what I meant to say. I meant to say those of you in the chat room, if you have a question to ruse or to type your question in the chat room, if you're on the phone lines and you have a question, you simply press 1. It's just that simple. If you have a question on the phone line, press 1. Question in the chat room, type your question. It's just that simple. Now, I'm going to jump right into this because we have so much to cover that I actually don't think this one show is going to do it. I probably am tripping for even thinking it can do it, but um, we got to start somewhere. But tonight, tonight we're going to be talking about something that to me is... Um, Probably the most important of the four uh, of the four shows we've done, and uh, it is the practicality of the entire message of uh, the revelation of uh, who Israel is. As many of you know, first show we uh, did. Uh, I have to bear with me doing my three things here at one time. If you probably can tell, but uh, you know, when you first start these shows, I have to do so much at one time. But anyway, um, the first show was talking about uh, proving the the existence of Israel today, who they are, by using the scriptures. Proving, without a shadow of doubt, using the scriptures, who are the children of Israel in 2012. If you're listening to this, Broadcast in 2013, it's the same thing for 2013. Who is, who are the true uh, house of David? Where is Jacob at today? Where is Israel at today? Does it matter to even know that? Do we need to even be talking about that? Do we need to even be bringing it up? Well, we did that in the first show. We used the scripture to prove beyond a shadow of doubt that the people over in the land of Israel today are not the authentic Israelites. They're not the authentic Jews. But the imposters and the Most High ordained this to be so. He literally is judging his people by running his people out of land. He said, I will scatter you among all four corners. And that is exactly what he did with his people. So the first show we talked about who was Israel, who is Israel, excuse me. And we talked about scientific, we talked about biblical proof of that. And then second show, we did the flip the opposite. We talked about proving beyond a shadow of doubt who is the true house of Jacob without using the scriptures. And I know without no Bible, you can't even, there is no Israelites. I understand that. What we did is we used science just to prove that pretty much the people the vast majority of our planet has always been very dark-skinned people. And if we can just understand that, then we wouldn't even be talking about no white people being anything ancient in mass. The planet has always been full of dirt-colored, dust-colored, earth-colored people. I don't know why folks don't get that. It's not racism. It's just science and truth. Bible and just truth. I don't know what else to say. So that's why that second show was vital to those of you who have no confidence in the scriptures whatsoever. 
Then third show, we talked about, okay, what's so, what's, what's, why is it important? Why is it important? Okay, so what you Israel? So what we're Israel? So what? Why is it important? How is it relevant to our everyday life? You know, what does it have to do with our salvation? Just why is it important? Why is it something we really need to pay attention to? That was part three. If you need that, you need part three. Okay? Now, today is a little different. Many of you say, I heard all four shows. I'm convinced we're Israelites. I'm convinced that y'all are Israelites. You may be of another ethnic group, and you're trying to see, okay, so how does this fit in 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 life and getting up every day and going to work and, and raising kids and being a man and being a woman and, more importantly, worshiping the Most High? What? How do you do it? How? What's the practical side of it? So this is what today's show is going to be about. As a matter of fact, I'm going to do what I always do. And that is read the episode information, the description of the show today, where we all can be on the same page. When I set up the show, I, this is the description for the show. And I type. Many have asked, how do you live in today's society as an Israelite? You ask, now that we see that the real Jews are vastly dark-skinned people, who is living out certain prophecies, how can we worship the Most High? Or how should we worship the Most High? Or how can this improve our families? What's our responsibility to churches today? Others say, how do we relate how do we relate to other major groups of non Israelites? As well as how should we behave in the marketplace? We're talking about business. In other words, What's the difference? So tonight, we're going to talk about that. We do have guests, and it looks like they're already in the house. Uh, Brother Gary will be joining us, uh, who was on uh, previous shows, and Brother Yahshua. These brothers I've known for a very long time, and like I keep telling you every week, these brothers are serious about what they're doing. They're not perfect people. They're just men that are trying to please the Most High, just like the patriarchs were. People, regular, everyday people. Remember a song by Danny Bell Hall you speak, and the song said, God uses everyday people. He heard that song in a while. Anyway, that's all they are, just regular, everyday people. And uh, they have been walking this Hebrew light for a while, and they have been trying to apply the scriptures in the light of knowing who Jacob is. So these brothers is here and they're ready to go. I just want to say a few more things and I'm going to bring them on. And again, thank y'all for being on time. Those in the chat room, I did send out a notice kind of late, so I expect as the show to go on, more people to come very quickly. That's the way it normally happens when I send out a late response. Um, and I want to, before I forget, thank all of you that have been following these shows. 
the show before last, we have over 3,000 people, 3,000 listens. That don't necessarily mean 3,000. That could mean somebody listened more than one time. I don't know how many the numbers are. But the most important thing is one person, somebody, somewhere is listening. So we appreciate that. But like I was saying, Brother Yeshua, Brother Gary is very serious. I know I'm only saying this about them because some of y'all don't know them like you know me. You've been listening to me. Just like when I go on their show, if I ever go on their show, they uh, more people know about them than they do me. So I'm just letting y'all know I'm, I vouch for these brothers. They are very, very serious about studying the scriptures. They are not orthodox. They don't follow the, they don't follow the crowd. They're very odd in their own way. We, the three of us, vehemently disagree in some things. We vehemently agree in some things. But three different men, three different lives, three different careers, three different, we're just different. So it would be interesting to hear what every single one of these brothers have to say tonight, uh, the both of these brothers. So anyway, before I bring them on, I just want to take a quick little break because there are some people that uh, we um, want to hear from. They're not here yet, and I don't want to bypass them. I don't want to move on without them. I always try to allow, you know how some of y'all still run on CP time, not y'all, of course, but some of those people that's not here yet. So I don't want to get too deep into things, and they come in all late trying to question stuff and don't know uh, the flavor of the Kool-Aid and yet want to drink it. So until they get back, I want to go ahead and just play a little bit of something, and we'll be right back with you. Um, I do want to remind everybody, before I go to this little short break, I want to remind everybody that we do have a website. Uh, it is www.5smoothstone.webs.com. That's five smooth stones dot webs w e b s dot com. Check that out because uh, we're going to be doing a lot of stuff on that site. I have started to put more stuff on it. Some of y'all haven't been in a while. Check it out. It has changed since some of y'all have been. So we'll be right back. All right, we'll be right back. Uh, and uh, bring on the brothers and uh, get into this very well-needed conversation.
background. Again, folks, I'm going to go ahead and um, go straight to the phone lines. We've got to get some houses, as I said before, and I'm going to go ahead and open the phone lines. Air code 817-851. Brother Gary, are you there? Let me try it again. Brother Gary, are you there? Hello, Brother Gary? Let's try air code 513 uh, six two eight. Eric code five one three six two eight. Brother Yeshua, you there? Hey, Shalom, sir. I'm here. Can you hear me? I can hear you, but I can't hear Brother Gary. Uh, Brother Gary, you need to, if you can hear us, you need to call us back. We can't hear you. We can't hear you. Um, now while I'm waiting for him to call back, Brother uh, uh, Yeshua, go ahead and just give us an intro yourself and Israel. Now, what's going on at Israel? Now, what y'all doing? And uh, just kind of take your time and, and, and repeat if you need to uh, your address on Facebook or how to get to you on Facebook and on uh, Blog Talk. Let everybody know how to get a hold of you and um, what y'all are doing, please. Okay. Um, well, pretty much, uh, I guess I'll start with Facebook. Um, you can hit me on my uh, Facebook page, which is Yashua Amishadiah. It's uh, Yashua is Y-A-H-S-H-U-A-H. Amishadai is A-M-I-S-H-A-D-I-Y-A-H. Either that or um, the Israel Now page. Um, Israel, spelled, you know, like the contemporary spelling, I-S-R-A-E-L. Now it's N-O-W-W with two W's. Um, either page, you can inbox me. Um, or just leave a message on the uh, timeline or whatever. Um I also have a blog talk show, which is called Israel Now Radio Show. Uh, we air every Sunday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, and the call-in number is 323-784-3647. Um, of course, every Sunday we air. Um, we're actually in the uh, process of putting up a website very shortly. Uh, once that website is up, you know, we'll give address on the radio show and different things like that. We'll probably be putting up some um, some teaching videos as well. Um, certain things is harder to go into over the radio. Um, as you know, I try to deal with the Hebrew a lot of times. Um, so, you know, in the teaching videos, we can kind of um, show more of the Hebrew and show different understandings like that that you can't really do over the radio, different things like that. So, um, and, and just let them know a little bit about how long you've been studying this. And just a little, you know, you got strangers that's going to be hearing for the first time, and they don't know who you are. Why should they even pay pay you any mind, really? I mean, right. what is your like, what is your relationship like with the Most High? Do you, I mean, just let them know how you believe, just briefly, just some briefly, just a little quick intro. Okay, well, um, you know, it's a personal relationship with the Almighty. Um, it's a daily thing. It's not a a religious something you do weekly, once a week or anything like that. It's a daily walk. You know, it's a personal walk. So um actually um been studying the scriptures for about um fourteen years, since about nineteen ninety eight. Um you know, um and like I say, just a daily walk, um studying the scriptures all the time ever since then. Um 
you know, and just applied my life to uh, whatever truth I found, you know. Um, like the scripture says, how can you teach someone something and you're not doing it yourself, you know. So just applying, you know, the different truths to my life, and it actually has brought me closer to the Most High in my walk and um, gave me a lot of understanding and different things like that. So, um, you know, I love this way of life. It, it's it's natural to me. It's my nature. So, um, you know, I, I just love walking this way of life with the Most High and, and doing this uh, Hebrew way of life and Hebrew culture and, you know, interacting and meeting the different brothers and sisters all over the country. So it's been a, a very good a very good walk, you know. And it's good. That is very good. That is very good. And I love hearing people talk about uh, their their personal relationship. Now, again, folks, it's a relationship. And in any relationship, you're going to have ups and downs. And it's no different, I don't believe, uh, with the most hobby. It's not so much he up and down. It's we up and down as we submit to him. And when we're down and we're not uh, a lot of times following his perspective, we encounter what we call problems today. Not saying that you just if you follow the most high you never gonna have problems, but I'm just saying when you do your own thing for sure you gonna have problems and so it's an up and down relationship. It, 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 but I can the, the comfort is knowing that you are his and that you do belong. This the strong sense of belonging is more than money. Probably is why I haven't it went and done some crazy stuff some to some people because I do believe in a higher power and that he rewards the wicked. So anyway, there you have it. That's Brother Yahshua. I think Brother Gary is now on the line. I'm going to ask you, Brother Gary, if you can. I heard a little noise in the background, so I, I kind of muted you and I noticed the noise stopped. So just a little something going on. But I'm going to open your phone line, 817-851. Go ahead, you are on the air. Good morning, Israel of God. Good morning, Brother Seth, <clears throat> Brother Yeshua. Uh, How you doing, my I kind of missed, missed your introduction because you hit the uh, break and then I came back from the break and you all would already edit. Um, simply put, as far as my history is this, is that um, I've been re- knowing that we're Israel, um, let's just say I'm going to say to the born-again effect, probably for 20 years uh, as far as uh, being convicted, being <clears throat> Uh, converted as far as the information, you know, just the truth or the word. Probably I would say to a great degree maybe the last 10, 15 years, but most of the last 10 years. Um, As far as my background is concerned is that um, for those uh, who know uh, Brother Yeshua, we do a uh, Facebook page together, Israel Now. Uh, As he mentioned earlier, I can also be contacted there as well. Then I have my Facebook page under my uh, name, my personal name, Gary Ellison. <clears throat> um, as far as, um, again, um, I went to ORU, and I went to ORU, uh, went there for about four years, uh, majoring in theology and political science. Um, began to uh, really research the scriptures to a great degree to the effect of trying to understand, you know, are we Israel? and How do we line up with the prophecies that the word speaks in reference to Israel? So, you know, if we, if we, meet, the, if we meet the criteria of the prophecies, then as far as I was concerned, then, hey, we're Israel, you know. And, uh, and of course, it's, it's a thing that, you know, you brought <clears throat> and emphasized to a great deal. So um, as far as, you know, uh, the living the life for me, I would say that it, uh, it has a lot of 
vital points that has altered my life to to some degree and since I understand that uh, with being an Israelite there are certain responsibilities. There are certain things that we are required that are not so required to for quote unquote Gentiles. But it all comes back to the fact that we're all in the kingdom of the most high. So uh that's my history with this with this information, with this message and uh, as far as in the in the future we have aspirations about doing things more on a local community level. And I feel like that, you know, blog talk is a very vital part and a very effective tool to uh decimating this information. But I think that uh if we all can and we're able to, we should do something on a local level to impact and affect our community. It says the kingdom of heaven, you know, it's like a a yeast and a and a lump of dough. You know, it, it starts very little, but then it leavens the whole lump. So I believe that uh, we need to do something on a local level, if at all possible. So, brother, set. Let me let me ask uh, 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 both of you on this. Um, well, let me suggest something. If y'all come up with an idea, or something that's because uh, I still really I'm playing this by by ear and. Uh, I'm open to whatever y'all brothers want to do. I got some questions I'm just going to put out here, and I want y'all to answer them from your from your Hebraic lifestyle. Let's try so much not to. I think people want to know what's the difference. I think that's what's the driving force. What's the difference? Yeah, they already know how we believe in most most believers. There's certain common threads among us. But I think people want to know, okay, what is the difference between Hebrewism and regular Christianity or following the Most High? So what I want y'all to do, either one of y'all go first, is tell me what do you think is maybe the top ten, if I can put a number on If you go over to under, it's no big deal. But what's the top, what's the biggest thing that is the difference in your life uh, with this uh, revelation of who Israel is, or Jacob is, or House of David is, or, or the Israelites, or whatever you want to call uh, the, the Jews. Or what is the biggest uh, life-changing alteration that has happened since you believe this revelation? And just so everybody know what revelation we're talking about, to make sure we're all on the same page, the three of us along with millions of others, believe that the people over in Israel today are not the true, authentic Israelites, bloodline. While we recognize that the Most High is going to do a work or has done a work with the the planet and in, in grafting in the whole entire planet by way of being Gentiles, since his people turned their back on him, we understand that he has not finished with natural Israel. Having said that, the question then becomes, who is natural Israel? If the Most High is not done with natural Israel, and he's going to do something with them. And it's only going to be because these natural Israelites chose to worship him in spirit and in truth. So the Most High really is not so much interested in Israel because of their being Israel bloodline as he is their spirit and their heart. Yes, he made a covenant with Abraham. And he is going to fulfill that covenant with Abraham, but he is going to use an election, a remnant, as Romans, I think, uh, 10 and 11 talks about. So when we say we're all on one accord as to 
uh, believing that these people in Israel is not the authentic Israelite. The Most High said they're going to come from four corners and not from just one place. So you have to check out part one to find out the biblical proof of Israel. We don't want to talk about that too much, but what I'm trying to say is that's where we're at. We're in one accord on that. Now the question is, I'll say it again, what major changes have became of your revelation of who Israel is? You want to go first, Doc, or you want me to go first? No, you know what, because I think on that point right there, uh, I would confer to you, Brother Yeshua, because of the fact that for the most part, you've been living what I would say, quote-unquote, lifestyle of an Israelite far longer than myself, probably even more longer than Seth, you know, maybe not the information, you know, we came to the information probably about the same time, but as far as actually living the lifestyle and applying that to your family and, you know, your community, then, uh, yeah, go ahead and then I'll pick up after you. Okay. So, um, pretty much, I don't know, because um, it's a little bit um, difficult, because most of my adult life, um, you know, I came into this knowledge as a very early adult. I was 22 years old, so my previous, you know, my earlier years, I never really dealt with religion, dealt with, you know, trying to really seek the most high or anything like that. I just um, went to um, church, you know, from time to time because pretty much my parents wanted me to go, you know. So um, never at that time, you know, I was a young teenager, 13, 14, 15. You know, I went because my dad said I had to go. That's why I went. Um, I didn't want to go. I used to fall asleep in there and stuff like that because I was out late Saturday night, go to church early Sunday morning, stuff like that. So, But um, once I got, you know, to a certain age, you know, certain events happened in my life which um, made me start to seek the Most High, and I prayed for knowledge, wisdom, and understanding, and I felt like the Most High had given it to me. And at that time, um, that's when I began to change my life around, not knowing anything about any of this Israelite stuff, never heard it before in my life or anything. And just at that point, started studying, and whatever I would find, I would start to apply it to my life. And um, that was really the point for me, you know, when I started to change my life. And like I said, it was in my early adulthood. So most of my adult life, I lived this, what we call, Israelite lifestyle of, you know, seeking the most high and trying to keep the commandments and things like that. Um, so I don't really have a lot of experience of really honestly trying to seek the Almighty um, outside of this forum. You know what I mean? I don't really, even though I went to, you know, certain churches for a period of time, I only went as a, you know, as a young man because my parents forced me to go. So, um, so I mean, for me, you know, I, like I said before, you know, I love this lifestyle. Um, it, it, it's very fitting, you know, to me. It makes sense. You know, it agrees with my spirit and everything that I really, um, you know, and I feel like it's, a, like I said before, a personal relationship with the Almighty. So as far as really comparing it to something else, I don't think I can really fair, fairly make the comparison because, like I said, you know, for the reasons why I can't make a fair comparison. But um, I know that, you know, I believe with all my heart that um, the scriptures are real, the scriptures are true, um, the Elohim of the Bible is real, and... Um, we're seeing prophecies come to life, um, come to pass uh, right now as we, you know, as, as we speak. So that's evident that the scriptures are real because as I do my research, it's like the only book that I can find that can tell you what's going to happen before it happens. We have religious books all around the world. And, you know, 
all around the world, but they're not giving you prophecies that's on point thousands of years before it happened, and we can search the records and see that it actually happened. So, you know, I think that's uh, pretty much I can say about that, though. Well, let me ask you something a little bit more. Let's let's dig on that, dig into that a little bit, a little bit, a little bit stronger. Um, so, what's different than you and your neighbor? Now, keep in mind, there's a lot of areas of life. Let me just kind of wet y'all's tongue a little bit, because once I say this, I know I think y'all gonna really, really take off. I mean, we kind of, we just kind of start. This is how we do. We start off slow, but trust me, brothers and sisters. The three of us can take this very topic and talk for the next week. When we talk about what is the difference, we're talking about with regards to family. We're talking about what's the difference with regards to how you do economically. When we talk about difference, when we talk about uh, a difference, again, what is the difference between a Hebraic lifestyle and just a person that claims to be a, cook, a believer, a Christian, or a follower of the Most High? What is your life? How does your life differ? Uh, I can tell you right now, uh, the way we look at the Most High versus the way we look at the the, 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 the Messiah. Not a one of us pray to the Messiah. We may thank the Messiah here and there. We may praise His name. We may uh, praise Him for His um, being obedient, uh, being obedient to the Father's will, like anybody should pay homage to. Um, the great work that Christ and the Most High pulled off, especially at Calvary. But the highest praise, the highest praise is reserved for the Most High. That's different because most Christians pray to Christ or Jesus. And most Christians I know don't even acknowledge the Father. They say there is a Father, but they don't even talk about him hardly at all. That is a major, major difference, and that's what I'm asking. I want to know what is some major differences since you come into the light. Uh, one thing that's major in my mind I could that stands that I'm trying not to uh, get on the mic because I know me, I have a tendency to talk more than my guests. But uh, one thing that's in my mind is when I close my eyes and I think of the 66 books, I promise you all, in my head is nothing but a bunch of dust-colored people. The only time I see white skin in my mind, and it's not no disrespect to white people because if you understand the teachings of five smooth stones, I do not believe in white people. I don't believe in black people. I just think there's people made from the dust of the earth, and we begin to lose pigmentation. I said we begin to lose pigmentation. I said we begin to lose pigmentation. I said we begin to lose pigmentation. So I don't really believe in us versus them. I really don't. Now, I think people have taken this genetic difference and made a whole philosophy of a race and a people and, and got these people acting a certain way and other people acting another way, and there was the birth of racism, white supremacy. And it's real, and it's painful, and people have died from it. But do I think those people are that different from us? No. Those people are us, just no pigmentation. I can prove it. I can show you white people in every nation, a non-white nation on the planet. So I close my eyes. I don't see white skin in the Bible except where it has to do with a mutation. So why would I see the, the, the Israelites as dark-skinned people? I see a bunch of locks, braids, uh, what some of y'all call nappy 
compare people, the prophets, the Israelites, the obedient ones, the knucklehead ones, those that's undecided, Moses, all of them. That's what I see. That's major because the vast majority of the church world is saying something completely different. Completely different. When I see black people, something major that have happened because of this revelation, something major that has happened because of this revelation, when I see our people acting the way we act, I used to think we was just ignorant or just something wrong with us, but I didn't consciously think about it a lot. I would put it out of my head because the Bible says, well, something is a good report. Think on these things if it's good. You know, you know anything that's uplifting. So I put out negative thoughts, but I did find myself living a very uh, white approval life, looking for white people to approve me, how I talked, where I lived, or where I wanted to hang out. I looked for their approval and everything. Now, since the revelation, <laughs> I recognize that everything started with these people, these so-called black people, which is no such thing. They're just people from the earth, dust-colored earth, and everything, everything, everything pretty much comes from them. Yes, so-called people with little pigmentation have been uh, inventors of this, that, and the other, but compared to what the dust color people have put forth is ridiculous to even bring up in a conversation. So, I, and, and, and because of this revelation, this is another major, major revelation. I no longer have this, I don't know if I ever hated white people, so-called white people. I, I know there was an anger uh, because I think deep down off inside, some of us really believe they're better. I just the truth, and that's why we hate, and that's why we fight against, and that's why we do the things we do. But I don't, I no longer have that. Sometimes I feel sorry for uh, uh, people that call themselves white. You know, uh, sometimes I feel sorry because, like a coworker told me one time, and I'll I'll, I'll, I'll turn the mic back over to you, brothers, and let, uh, we can kind of go back and forth here on. Great changes since this revelation. But I had a coworker one time tell me, a uh, um, lady I work with, and a very nice lady happened to be so-called white, Caucasian, and she said, I sometimes idolize y'all. She says, I really not idolize. What's the word she used? She says, I, I envy y'all. I said, why do you envy us? She says, because of y'all's history. I have so much to fight for. And so much history. You have so many reasons to come together. And she said, well, I'm Irish, and all I know is about, she just named a few things. And that's all I know about my people. That's it. That's all I know. I don't have no struggle. You know, blacks have this struggle they have in common. They have slavery, and they, 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 they have, you know, they have, they have work to do to come together. They have reasons to come together. They have something to fight for. They have pride. She said she sometimes envy that. And that's kind of, you know, how I look at white people. I think they're the ones that really don't have history. We think we don't have history. But when you start really getting off into their history, yeah, you hear about it all throughout high school, but just keep letting them talk. Probably by the time you finish high school, that's it. That's all they got. 
I mean, really and truthful, they have been used by the most high as a people to beat down the planet, to exploit, 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 destroy. This is the heritage of the so-called Caucasian. It is not a good one. So learning that I was an Israelite and learning that I was a Hebrew and learning that I am one of the, uh, I'm straight from the bloodline of the people from the Bible, gave me great, great pride, great pride. One more thing. When I went to Israel, I noticed that the racism in Israel is stronger than it is anywhere. And you can understand why, because these people think, some of them, that they are the chosen of the Most High. And there's a there's a boldness and an arrogance that comes with that. Well, when I run into them people and I look at them with that eye as, don't come at me like that, you know, like when I remember one time they took my camera, and I knew I wasn't going to see that camera again, so I'm told them to get that cassette out because you ain't going to see that camera again. And lo and behold, I did see that camera again. But they was trying to take my camera and stuff, and I, and I remember talking loud and saying, I'm not the people that's bombing your country. You know, I, I mean, I mean, I did something you don't say in airports. I mean, I just went off on them. And it's just the way they look at me because, and it's the way I, I, I'll engage them. I don't go there, and I don't want y'all thinking I'm going there and acting a fool. I really don't. It's, again, these people was taking my property, and they was trying to say that because they couldn't open up my camera, they couldn't give it back. And so I, I was, had reasons to go off. And that was a, a very expensive camera. I haven't seen it since. But uh, I ha- I don't back down to these people. I-, I know who they are, and I believe some of them know who I am. And because of this major revelation, that that's what gives me the, the, the gall to look at them eye to eye and watch them back down, especially if we're talking about history, like I did with this one rabbi on the flight. Once I began to know who I was and I began to engage him, I never seen somebody back down and just start denying. He just basically took back everything he said when he thought I didn't know. I let him talk, let him talk, let him talk, and then I, I revealed who I was because I didn't tell him how I believed at first. So this revelation, while it hasn't changed every tiny aspect of my life, it has changed some things about me, and I'll never ever, ever change back. I'll never, ever go back to believing that the Bible has any significant amount of white people in it. It's ludicrous. It's impossible, especially with all that mixing. I'll never, ever, ever, ever go back to thinking that black skin is cursed. Never, ever, ever will I go back to thinking that blonde hair, blue eye is anywhere in the conversation of dust-colored women being more beautiful. These are just a few, few tiny little, tiny things that I've learned since I realized who you are as a people. There's a whole lot more i got to say that I'm going to share the mic. Now that I've said that, my brothers, and I want you all to just jump in, again, major things that have happened to you, Difference of how you pray, difference of how you look at people, difference of how you do business, difference of how you take care of your body, difference of how you take care of your family, difference in how you look at the planet, anything that has happened of great significance since you walked into this light.
Okay, well, um, I actually wanted to, um, if I could finish up real quick, this, um, I think I understand a little more clearly now the uh, the question, and um, I think it's a significant difference um, to me in comparing, um, you know, what what I believe now and what most Israelites that I know believe compared to, I guess, if you compare it to traditional, um, what most people you know, most of our people in North America are in these traditional churches, whether they're Baptists or Methodists or Episcopalian, whatever denomination you want to call it. Um, to me, it's like night and day, you know. I mean, you can just go down the line. I mean, most of them uh, kept Christmas today or yesterday, shall I say. Um, and um, most most Israelites, you know, don't keep Christmas. Um the reason is, I, I believe, the main difference is um, the keeping of the commandments. We know we have a commandment in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 12, verse 30 through 32, that says, um, do not look to the other nations to see how they worship their Elohim and say, I'm going to worship Yahweh like that. Well, when you look at the true uh, history of Christmas, that was how the Romans worshipped uh, their son deity, they kept a birthday for him on, yeah, you know, yeah, around. Now, hold on, hold on, Bro- brother Yeshua. I gotta, I gotta do this because I know beyond a shadow of doubt, people is thinking this thought. Now you refer to the Most High as Yahweh. You got some people, and I'm not only to disrespect you, uh, but some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all wondering this brother call on a different God. This brother, man, what have I got myself into? Let me turn this show off. Will you break down uh, in probably uh, just a couple of minutes and? Y'all just going to listen to the, to the to the entire teaching on this. We can do devote no more than by two minutes to uh, what he means by when he say Yahweh. Okay, well Yahweh is the Almighty's name. All through the Scripture, it's the Almighty's personal name that the Almighty revealed, and that our people call the Most High by. If we take a just realize the Scriptures were not written in English. Every time in English, in the King James Version, when we see the word Lord, L-O-R-D, um, with all capital letters, the original Hebrew had four Hebrew letters, which if you translate those four Hebrew letters into English, it would be Y-H-W-A, and it will be pronounced Yahweh. Some people may, may pronounce it Yahweh. Some people may pronounce it Yehovah. But uh, that's the Almighty's name that was revealed almost 7,000 times throughout the whole Old Testament. And that was the name that the Almighty told us to call him by. That was the name that he said he should be called by forever. So that's the name we continue to call him by, even though they translated it and turned it into something else. I believe that names do not translate. Words and ideas translate, but names do not translate. So therefore, I choose to call the Most High by the name that was was revealed to Moses. And um, so that's who Yahweh is. And I can hear some old lady. Or some young lady saying, oh, okay, I know Yahweh. Yeah, yeah, okay, all right, go ahead now. I, I got you. Go ahead. I can go ahead. <laughs> I can just somebody okay. So pretty much, um, you know, like I say, they kept Christmas today. Most Israelites in the Israelite doctrine did not keep Christmas. You know, most, I mean, you can just go down the line, even during the springtime. Most Israelites in the Israelite doctrine, I say Israelite doctrine because Israelites is a race. A lot of our people that's in the Sunday churches and things like that, they're Israelites as well by ethnicity, by nationality. So I differentiate the two by saying one is in the Israelite doctrine, doctrine meaning teaching. 
So the Israelite people that Israelites are in the Israelite doctrine in the springtime will be keeping Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread, while the other people may be keeping Easter or Lent or Ash Wednesday, things like that, which is nowhere in the scriptures. Um, in the wintertime, we'll be doing Hanukkah while the other we're doing Christmas, and it could just go down the line. On a weekly thing, we're keeping the seven-day Sabbath, and they may be keeping Sunday. So I think the doctrines are very, very different, and that's something that's very noticeable for a person that first comes into this and coming from a traditional standpoint of um, what I call false Christianity. Everything is almost like night and day in the things that you believe and the things that you do almost. So, you know, just to wrap it up, but, of course, I can go on and on for the different things like that. I know. I know you can. And, and what we'll do is we'll just let you go a little bit because it's like a balloon. We're like three major big balloons, and I'm opening up just a little bit because I know you can go on and on and on, but I know if I know Brother Gary, if I know Brother Gary, he probably is saying, okay, man, I got to get in here. But I do want to ask you one more thing. It's gonna. It's probably not fair to ask you this question, Brother Terry, because but and Brother uh, Yahshua, because you could really teach on this a while, but you mentioned the Shabbat or the Sabbath. What what is to those listening, and they have been taught by their pastor uh, against that. Uh, we don't keep the Shabbat. What do you have got that you can prefer them to? Because you not can do it right now. What should, what teaching do you have that they need to listen to that will explain this more than you can do right now? Um, you said what teaching, or you want me just to give a verse right offhand? Well, no, 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 because if you give a verse, they're going to tell you what they passed and said about that verse. So what you want to do is, if you don't mind, is you can give a verse. That's fine, you know, because I'm not controlling this now. But I would like you, I think it would be wise for those that really is interested, really been confused, they'll go and they'll go search. Not everybody, but that person I'm talking about right now, they'll go and they'll look for the episode you say. So what's the teaching, the episode, or the date of the particular teaching, if you know that, that they can refer to, and then you can give us first. Okay. Um, actually, I I believe I did do one on the show. It wasn't a whole complete one, but it's it's been a while. But I think the date is actually uh, November the 14th of um, 2010. If you go to the archives of the uh, Israel Now radio show, so, yeah, it was about two years ago, November the 14th, 2010. It was just a quick little, um, you know, just went through different scriptures dealing with the Sabbath day. Um, it was a short show, but um, it, it was it was good as far as showing enough scriptures um, dealing with the Sabbath day because, you know, honestly, it's one of the easiest things to prove in the Bible. So, um, but yeah, that, that's the show. Um, I don't even know if I dealt with it any other time um, after that time during the show. Um, most of my audience are. Um, people that know that we're Israel, and, um, you know, they all are very convinced that we have to keep the Sabbath day. So a lot of time when I pick topics, I'm usually going into something that's more, um, you know, more along the lines of what my audience would want to hear. You know what I mean? Most of the people there already know that we have to keep There's no doubt in their mind that you have to keep it. You know, they know all the Sabbath scriptures, so I don't really go into that much. 
Okay. All right, now let me just turn to Brother Gary, and then we'll come back to you, Brother Yahshua. Uh, again, we're talking about differences. I'm a, I'm a believer. I'm listening. And I've been hearing some some different people talk about this whole Hebrew thing, and I and I want to be in what the Most High is doing these last and evil days. I don't want him to miss me. I like that song. Say, uh, God, whatever you're doing, don't do it without me. And a lot of Christians stick to that song. They, they're saying, whatever you're doing, Most High, don't do it without me. Okay, this is a great movement. This is a movement that's affecting millions of people. People are all of a sudden believing and embracing the fact that that Bible is full of Africans from Genesis to Maps, or dark-colored people, I should say. Now, having said that, we believe that, and we've embraced who the real Israelites are. Brother Gary, can you share with, after you embrace that, what changes did that make in your worship? or in the way you deal with your family or business or socially or in any way? Well, I think that uh, for the most part, this may come as a shock, as a surprise. Uh, (laughs) Other than understanding the pain that black people have experienced in their sojourn here in America and throughout antiquity, um, not a whole lot. And I'm going to tell you why, because it's caused me to have a personal identity with the people of the Bible, you know, the seed of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, a personal identity with Moses, personal identity with the people whom it speaks about in prophecy, as Brother Yeshua alluded to earlier. Now I understand those prophecies with a lot more clarity, because now I understand them with empathy, because I feel, I sense, I see, I live, I have experienced what those prophecies say, and now those prophecies make sense. Scripture says no, now, now, getting now, understanding. Now, 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 let now me, let me, I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta kind of interrupt here just for a quick minute, just a quick second. Now you say not a whole lot, but you said you understand those prophecies now. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. If my, hold on, hold on, hold on. My, if my memory served me right, there are hundreds of prophecies. That means there's a whole lot that you understand. I'm not saying you understand the whole Bible, but I'm saying. You don't think that's a lot? I mean, if, if well, all I always of a sudden, realize that, I just re- I realized that there were that, that those people that those prophecies spoke of were reality. Those people existed. They existed in antiquity and history. They existed today. It's just now I am able to identify who those people are. And as far as to my my biblical understanding, yes, that goes to a great degree. But as far as how I live, I live with. A, a significance is what Brother Yeshua was going to allude to, and I guess this because I kind of understood that the, the, the uh, topic of the show to be how then should we live, and I live with the fact that now that whatever the scripture said in reference to Israel, now I take on the responsibility of responding to that because I'm an Israelite. And so I take on that. But I, I look at myself as now as the Israel of God, spoken of in the Bible, Genesis 6 and 16, now in, who is in the kingdom of God. So for the most part is that I feel like if you've been living in the kingdom, not living in Constantinian Christianity or, uh, as you call it, uh, which is Afropopo, which is uh, um, 
capitalistic, capitalistic Christianity. But if you've been living the Bible, if you've been living the scriptures up to this point, up to this far, you're now about to come, if you're an African-American, if you're anything quoted on black, you're now going to come into an understanding of your true identity. The fact of the matter is that when we look at African-Americans, we are the only people on the planet who do not know our history beyond the point of slavery. That's it. That's that. That's the gist of it. And even then, we couldn't tell you what tribe we're from. We couldn't tell you if we're from West, East, North, South Africa. That's all we know. Well, the fact is, now that I understand who these people are, I understand, okay, from a biblical support, now I see in Scripture, okay, that's talking about us. I understand that. Now, that has a great clarity. But as far as how I live, come when we get down to the very ba- basics of it, because a lot of people come into this, uh, to this revelation and they have come from the church. And so to say that what you picked up from the church was of not, then that's basically to say a slap in the hand of God, especially if you are the elect of God. So if you are the elect of God, then that means that you have been in the progression of pursuing truth, and now you've come to a place that before you to progress further, you have to understand this. You've got to know this. This is part of your calling. This is a part of your life. And as it has impacts your family, uh, like the feast, for instance. Okay, if I'm an Israelite, when I read the scriptures, I see in the scriptures that Israel was commanded to keep the feast throughout all their days. Why? Because I understand who is the purpose of Israel. The purpose of Israel is that they would be what? Priests to the world. That's their purpose. And so in doing that, I see the purpose of keeping the feast because even if, as other worlds, as Gentiles watch us keep the feast, they say, why do you keep the feast? Well, we can point them right to Scripture as to why we keep the feast. That is an opulent sign to the world that we are what? We are the people of God. We are we're Israel. We're the we're the people spoken of in the book. And when we talk about keeping the Sabbath, well, guess what? If you are a Christian, quote unquote, and I use that term loosely, generically, and you're already a believer, you should already know you should have to keep the Sabbath. So when you say a lot of things change, I think that what a lot of people do is that um, through this progression of coming to this identity of who we are, they come into a lot of information. That for all intents and purposes, in reality, they should have already known if they're living that book and if they believe that book. The book that the whole issue of identity of Israel should always been a question because as we mentioned last on the last study that we had the last time we had the show, we dealt with it is that a lot of this, if you were like brother brother Yeshua for instance, okay, now nobody really pointed this out to him, but in him reading the Bible. Believing what the Bible says, applying the Bible to a contemporary reality, the society context in which he lives in now, he came to the reality and the ident- and revelation that he is an Israelite. Now, Brother Yeshua, I have to ask you this. Were you looking for some, some kind of religious identity, or were you just trying to pursue truth in the word of the Most High? Right. I was just trying to pursue truth in the word of the Most High, just trying to pursue truth. Right, and I believe that that's it, and that's why I say that a great to extent, not a lot, because I believe that there are a lot of people who are listening, and that's what they've been doing. And now they've come to this point to where, okay, now I understand we are Israelites. I understand what the Scripture is saying now about the Bible, in the Bible when it talks about Israel. Now I can relate because I can see this. My eyes are open. That darkness that's come in part to Israel, if you're listening to this message, that's not you. You are the elect of Israel. 
So therefore, your eyes are being opened, and now all of a sudden you understand who you are. And now when you go back and read that Bible, that Bible is going to come alive to you. That scripture is going to become open. You're going to be able to relate. When it talks about the, you know, the the men, the young men stand at the head of every corner like wild bulls. Well, all you got to do is just pass through, and go through the hood, and go to the uh, the little corner store shops, you know, the storefront shops, and where the brothers hanging out at. All that becomes real. Now you have empathy. You it's relatable. It's relevant now. But as far as how I was living, well, if I'm living the Bible already, other than the fact now that must be some things I have to honor as being an Israelite, certain responsibilities, which, of course, is going to make us stand out even more. And that was the purpose why it was given, so we would be a light into the world. That's why even Christ came, the, the chiefest of all Israelites, to be a light to the Gentiles. So, again, I say that if you're living as a believer, and you're not caught up to this because there's some type of religious identity uh, fadism. And all of a sudden now you're into a, a, the next pro-black thing. If that's not your motivation, but your motivation is that you're just trying to pursue the heart and the will of the Most High. And all of a sudden now this has come to your, come to your attention. Yeah, the Bible is going to change. The face of it is going to change. The heart of it is going to change. But as to how you're living, other than the fact that now we honor certain things, like we honor the feasts. As a matter of fact, you know, we honor the certain, uh, we talk about new moons. We don't judge you in that, but we honor that because that shows a sign to the world that we are different. We are God's elect. We are his first, we, I mean, his firstborn among sons, Israel. That's us. Very, very well put. Very well put, my brother. You know, I was just thinking to myself, um, had this been back in the day, they would probably call you an educated Negro. <laughs> that was very well put. No, on a, on a serious note, the brother said, and Brother Yahshua said some very strong stuff. I know y'all didn't get all that. As much as y'all sitting there saying, yeah, the brother, yeah, yeah, you need to rewind that and listen to that again because you just heard something strong. Having said that, I want to play devil's devil's advocate. In other words, what that means is I want to ask some questions as though I'm not with y'all at all. I'm an outsider looking in, and I want y'all to just come at me uh, with whatever you feel like you would say to somebody. I am going to be a Caucasian male. Male. I'm listening to the show. I'm very informed. I, I like what y'all are saying. It's something about what y'all are saying that is resonating in my spirit, but I'm, I'm just kind of, at the same time, a little bit hearing a little racism. You know, I heard this guy named Seth, I think that's his name, Seth, you know, and he was talking about the Bible being all black. And, and here's what I have to, here's what i got to ask you guys. i got to ask you guys this. Uh, I mean, doing the Bible, Jesus is whatever you want him to be, isn't he? Can he be whatever you want him to be? I mean, why does it have to be black and white? I mean, that's not what he came for. You guys are dividing the body of Christ. I see you all up and down New York Avenue, and you're talking about the white man, and, and you know, you really, you, you disgust me, really. I mean, really. Talk to me, y'all. Well, if, if if you're really just that concerned about that, then I would say I mean, this. hold on, hold on, hold on, Brother, Brother Gary. The reason why I say it is these people are... Believers, these people do 
have a relationship with the Most High. They just live in a white supremacist world. All of their friends are tainted. Not saying because they white, because black folks is just as tainted. We read, we read the same history books as these white people did, and that's why I say we're black folks trying to. Well, I used to say that we're black, we're white men trying to be black. When do we ever learn to be African? When do we ever learn to love ourselves? So we have been educated by this white supremacist system. So whatever the white male come on and say, a lot of black people are thinking the same thing. Y'all do look like y'all are dividing the body of Christ. Every single one of y'all want to talk about how Jesus was black. You never hear white people talking about that. Hardly ever. I've never heard Billy Graham. Now I'm a white lady. I've never heard Billy Graham. Ever, because ever there, there, was ne- there was there was never a question that he was uh, anything other than white, and then you have to ask yourself this question: Why did you ever question him to be anything other than white? Because that's what was forced upon you. That's the way you've been programmed for seventeen hundred years to think that he was white. Well, guess what? There was an uh-huh. act done in history. There was an act done in history that states to that point, and that's why you think he's white. But you've never questioned that, okay? Because you, no, okay, they, they never made a question. That- they're going to ask you this, and Brother Yashu, jump in whenever you want to. The reason why I'm entertaining this, the reason why I'm entertaining this, and I want you all to take what I'm saying to heart. This is a very important part of the program because this is the bulk of this country. This is the bulk of probably the planet. A lot of people do acknowledge Israel. I've been outside in other countries. And they say, of course, you know, in Ethiopia, it's a joke not to look at the Messiah as 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 a dark skinned people. They know that. Lots of African nations know that, and a lot of Indians know that. Lots of parts of Australia, all over the world, they know. That. But the, but we live in the the, the the stronghold of white supremacy. And there's a lot of. I want y'all to hear me. There's a lot of good Bible toting, and I do think they're real. They just deceive. Deception is so thick, it sometimes looks like rebellion. And sometimes you'll swear, no, they know, they know, they're just wicked. No, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Black folks the same way, there ain't no difference. These people are serious, Brother Yeshua. They're not your enemy, Brother Gary, Brother Seth. They're not your enemy. They are listening to us right now as we speak, and they're saying we're dividing the body of Christ. We're full of racism. We're just trying to prove Jesus is black. That's all it is. is another down with the white man message. And I don't want to spend the whole show on this. I just want to hit it for about maybe five or ten minutes, and we're going to move on because we got so much more to cover. i got some questions that ain't, y'all ain't even thought about yet. And I just want to know what do you have to say to these people. And, Gary, Brother Gary, you did a great that was a great thing you did just then. I want you to keep going in that vein. What do you have to say to your brothers and sisters in the a- CME, not AME, CME churches, uh, Southern Baptist churches? They love the Most High. They love the Most High. <laughs> they love Jesus. They've given a life to him. They turn from drugs. They turn from whoring. They probably live better lives than we do. They study the scripture probably more than we do. And they do not see what you're talking about. They, all they know is there is no color in Christ. They don't want to hear about no black Jesus. They don't want to hear about no black Israelites. They just feel, why don't we all come together and just love God and want some of these souls, get these people off drugs. That's what you need to be doing. 
You just talk about the color of Christ. You guys need to be out in the fields and, and laying hands on some of these sick people and getting them saved. I'm telling you, I know how they think. Brother Yahshua, I want to hear what do you have to say to these people? What does this have to do with their salvation? Um, well, in all honesty, it has a lot to do with their salvation because, um, you know, Israel is the people that are supposed to be teaching the word. Israel are the people that all the other people were supposed to go to. They were the priests to the nations. You know, we were and are a priest to all the other nations. So in order to get the Almighty's true word, they had to come to the true Israelites. And if you're looking for another people to be Israel, and these other people do not, first of all, fit any other prophecies, second of all, they can't lead you to the true ways of righteousness because as you examine their doctrine, I mean, it's just full of folly. You know, they don't even go by the scriptures. They go by the Talmud pretty much. So there's no salvation in that, you know. So all through the scripture it talks about the Most High's people being um, being the ones that he gave his word to, being the ones that's supposed to be the priests to all the other nations, being the one that the other nations had to go to to even get the truth. You know, to come to the Almighty. So that's why it's relevant. It's just one of the reasons why it's relevant to know who the true Israelites are, you know, in order to get everything straight, in order to get the teaching straight, the doctrine straight, and everything. Because um, over and over, the Almighty said, I am the Elohim of Abraham, the Elohim of Isaac, the Elohim of Jacob, you know, and um, this was the specific covenant that he made with one group of people. And he gave that group of people his word, his statutes, his laws, everything, you know. Um, so so that that's why it's very important to know who they are so you could go to them to actually get the truth. Um, I think that's one of the reasons why um, there's so many different religions right now and everybody's believing something totally different because other nations have had our word and tried to interpret it and tried to, um, and a lot of times, I think a lot of these people, as you go throughout the history, um, a lot of these people were not intentionally trying to deceive people, but they actually did their best. And as we examine the word and examine what they came up with, their best was not was not nowhere near. You know, I don't think I, I do believe in you know the major institution of the Catholic Church actually did a lot of things um, knowingly wrong, but I think a lot of individuals. Uh, throughout time, just like uh, the man Martin Luther, who broke away from the Catholic Church, I think he did that in all sincerity. I think he really believed everything that he was teaching, and when he broke away, he seen some things they were doing wrong. Um, I honestly don't think he was doing anything to the people, but, you know, when you examine some things he did, he was right about the Catholic Church. Well, other things he did, I mean, you could see that it was just as, uh, he had just a lack of understanding as at time. So um, I think that's pretty much it. In order to get everything right, in order to, um, you know, the most high school, one nation of people to be the teachers and be the priests to all the other nations. And we need to know who that well, nation is. Well, let me say you know, this because not, I'm telling uh, brother, brother Yeshua, now, now, folks, we have put away milk and we now begin to get off into some sick stuff. Now, I can tell you right now, some of my friends down from Calvary Bible Church, uh, some of my friends up in Tulsa, some of my friends listening all over, they have issues with what you just said. 
you say, it sounds like you're saying that these black Israelites are the only one that can teach. Now, I want I want to say this, folks, just so everybody know. Neither one of us, I don't think, believe that a hundred percent of Israel is all black. We believe that the vast majority of the nation of Israel today, bloodline Israel, if, if the true DNA of Israel was to stand up, they don't even know who they are right now. But if there was a way we could know who they are, we do not believe. All three, and I can speak to them because we've had a Bible study, we've discussed this. We don't believe that all 12 tribes is lily, I mean, excuse me, black, African black. Because the Bible says, I will scatter you among the heathen to all four corners. And one of the corners of our planet, which is Europe, is white. A lot of white pig, uh, lack of pigmentation. And I don't care how black you go. You can look like Miles Davis. You go up there and your seed is up there for thousands of years. You're going to come out looking like Justin Bieber. So we don't believe all of Israel is black. We just believe that the vast majority, so many of them, you know, just look at it like this. The world right now is only 8% to 10% black according to the United Nations. The United Nations is 8%. If the Most High scattered Israel among the four corners of the earth and the earth is only 8% white, that means that only 8%, that means that Israel at most should be about 8% white. Y'all understand that I said it right? This, uh, Brother Gary, Brother Yashu, did I make sense when I just said that? Mm-hmm. If the earth is 92% non-white, when... Israel go mix with these people, they should come out looking 92% non-white. Because when they go and serve these nations, they're going to be at the bottom most likely because Moses said that they would be a disobedient people, stiff-necked people. So they're going to be fulfilling these curses, and they're going to be at the bottom of society. Now, again, do not think that I'm just saying that this nation is just curse, 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 curse. We talked about this the last three shows. If you and your house, Trust the Most High, activate those promises, precious promises. By these, we protect of His divine nature, as the Scripture says. If you, if you activate those promises, you can have life. You can enjoy favor. You can enjoy healing. You can enjoy that that money that addeth no sorrow. It's two kinds of money. So you can be blessed, but we're talking about what your nation is going to go through. This is the only time in the Bible Christ cried when he saw the pain of his nation, the doubt of his nation. Yes, he was getting ready to raise Lazarus from the dead. He had all power. Uh, he had power from the Most High. Still, he cried for his nation. And you too, O Israel, you will cry and mourn for your people no matter how obedient you are to the Most High. And that's what we're talking about tonight, nation. We're not talking about everybody cursed, nobody no. No, we ain't saying that. We're saying that we as a nation should pursue the Most High, and you and your household will and shall be blessed if you are obedient. Okay? So uh, I just wanted to interject that now. Uh, Brother Yeshua, lots of people take issues when you say that this nation of vastly dark-skinned people is the one that, and I, and I know exactly what you mean. I, at first when you when I heard you say it, and I don't know if it's the way you say it, it just sounds like you're cutting out all of these people, these Gentiles or, or other ethnic groups. Now, keep in mind, a lot of these other ethnic groups, most of these 
other ethnic groups other than Israel, they are black. I know I just lost half of y'all when I said that because y'all think we think all black people are Israel. No, the whole planet at one point was dust-colored, dirt-colored people. I can prove this. This is some previous shows we've done. But all you got to do is just think about science for a minute. Okay, with all this mixing, you can't have living white nations. But make the long story short and get back to Brother Yahshua what he's saying is all of the people on the planet at one point, I believe, was dust-colored people. Very few people losing pigmentation. Not to, and they definitely hadn't band together yet and went up in Europe and start, you know, um, being together. So Israel is not just dark-skinned people. Uh, uh, some of Israel's enemies in ancient days were dark-skinned people. So let's get that straight, all right? Let's get that straight before we say anything else. Now, this brother, it sounds like he's saying that only Israel, the Most High, have imparted his wisdom to. I don't think he's saying that. If someone has the Holy Spirit, no matter what, they could be a Gentile. They could be a, on on the TV, and, and, and it may be that we might disagree. He's going to explain himself some things tonight. I'm telling you all right now, some things Brother Gary going to say, I'm going to disagree with it. So just know that, okay? We get into the meat of things. I believe if anyone will humble themselves and take up the cross and seek the Most High, especially if they would ask of him, Father, I need to know what's happening in the end time. And they really turn from their racism, if they're racist, turn from white supremacy, if they're believing in white supremacy, which America is full of, and really seek the truth. I think any white man, Latino, whatever you want to call him, can know the deep things of the Most High. After all, a lot of this stuff we're learning and you're hearing right now at least for me, have been taught by so-called white people, blowing the whistle on history. So, Brother Yahshua, what do you mean when you say we? I believe that we, I believe that Israel, Aaron, Aaron uh, descendants were the priests, and I do believe that certain people were called to be an example. Israel was called to be an example. When the Most High scattered them to the four corners, you are right. He was really spreading his culture to the four corners. But that don't mean that if somebody's seeking with all their heart and they're a Gentile, they can't know, right? Um, right. That definitely doesn't mean that they can't know, but I still believe that the Almighty has order. Um, I'm not saying that no uh, European Gentile doesn't know anything. I'm not saying no European Gentile doesn't. Uh, it's not even, I'm not saying um, there's not some out there that are even able to teach different truths dealing with the scriptures. But I believe that if you look all through the scripture, the Almighty has an order. It's almost like I can give it an example to say um, there are women um, that are able to teach the scriptures, but I don't believe that's in the order of the Almighty for a woman to be the um, the head of a congregation. Uh, we have clear scriptures that says otherwise that a woman shouldn't do that, you know. But is is certain women able to do that? Yes, but I think it's still not the order. It's out of order. You understand what I'm saying? Okay. Like some, some women are able right. to rule the household over the man. They're able to do that, but that's not the order that the Almighty set up. There's certain Gentiles you put that. that can teach the scriptures, but that's not the order. The order was that Israel should be the priests or the teachers to the other nations. 
And, and you're getting into something we're going to get into in a little bit, and now we're going to really hit this, and this is the role of the woman because you're really getting into it already. I, I want to kind of wait on that, but, uh, Brother Gary, I want you to go ahead and chime in on that. And uh, uh, <laughs> uh, i tell you what, i tell you what, let's do this. Let's take a short little, and I do mean short because I want to get a little something to drink from my throat. I should have probably had it in front of me. And uh, I'll be right back in a little bit. And we're going to talk about the role of women, all these independent women and all these, these women that's running, that's pastoring. And uh, how does the Hebrew community look at women and pastoring? Brother Gary, I know for a fact, because I, I go back a little further with you than I do, Brother Yahshua, and we've had a lot of issues with, <laughs> with women pastors, control, so-called Jezebel, but then there's women that's independent and they're doing what the most high have them, and they are the, the Proverbs 31 woman. So go figure. But we'll be right back. I want you all to just hold on a second. We'll be right back, all right? Let's take a little short break. So everybody, again, you're listening to Brother Gary of Israel now. You're listening to Brother Yahshua of Israel now. They tag team uh, doing this show, and these brothers have joined me tonight to talk about the practicality of this revelation of knowing we Israel. Now that we know we Israel, now that many of you believe, you heard this first show, we talked about biblical proof, you heard the second show, where we didn't even use the Bible at all. We used outside the Bible to prove that we are indeed Israel. Third show talked about the uh, why it's important. So what? What if they were? So what if the Bible was full of dark-skinned people? What in the world does that have to do with anything, man? We went over that for two hours, talking about why it's important. So I uh, thought this might be cute. I'm going to actually play this little song, and then we'll be right back to talk about women in their role. Check this out. Gonna brag, make sure it's your money, it's fun. Depend on no one else to give you what you want. 
Okay, folks, we're back, we're back. I know some of y'all is thinking I don't went cuckoo, but I didn't. I just wanted y'all to hear that. Oh, women, women, I know y'all patting y'all feet. I know y'all got into that groove, but let's talk about that. Uh, Brother Gary, your phone line is open. Brother, <laughs> Brother Yeshua, your phone line is open. What do you think of that song, Brother Gary? Well... <clears throat> I think that song is... Uh... Now, keep in mind, keep in mind, I know you got to laugh out of that, both of y'all, but, but that song I, I want to play, to just that's that's the attitude of the women today, and they're listening, they're listening, those women, those women, some of those women right now is on the phone listening to you right now, and they're in the church. They, uh, they're independent, they, don't, they think they don't need a man, and I'm not trying to pick on strong uh, women, it's doing their thing. If you're doing your thing and it's a godly thing, nobody can come against you. Every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. Okay, so let me just say this. Again, the Proverbs 31 woman, she wasn't usurping authority over her man. This was a different kind of woman, y'all. This just People think because women is out there making bread, they that's automatically right. Now, that Proverb 30 woman was doing a whole lot more than just getting out selling purple. So <laughs> uh, I'm going to let Brother Gary hit that a little bit. I know he got something to say on, on that. And then Brother Yahshua is going to please do the same. And I know he got something to say on it. Uh, again, from a Hebraic standpoint, what is the difference since you come into this light of being Israel? What do you see in the scripture where women is concerned? Uh, Beyonce said, you know, I don't basically need you. Is that scriptural? Is that Hebraic? Or what does well, the Israelites well, do? I think I think the song, begin with the song. The song is just a reflection of the culture in which we live, which leads to my first point: is that we can never submit a subjective scripture to political correctness. Just because something is accepted in the culture and something may be embraced, that doesn't mean that it's necessarily consistent with Scripture. So I think that from a Hebraic standpoint, again, that's one of those things that really make a little great deal of no difference because if you're already following the Scriptures, then you already understand that that song reflects something that's inconsistent with the Scripture. So, again, that's another one of those issues, you know, where I say that if you're following Scripture, that... Things like that, it really doesn't make a great deal. Of, I mean, it, for me, it's not a great deal of difference as far as the fact you're being Hebraic or not. It's just that you understand in the Bible. And I think sometimes when we say Hebraic, it's just that we now understand the Old Testament as well as the New Testament because most evangelical Christians have been, <clears throat> again, educated and informed from their education. Christian perspective from the New Testament. So very few of them even read the Old Testament other than the pastors who go to it, the ministers who go to it and get a theme for a particular sermon that they're going to preach on Sunday morning. That may be, for a lot of them, that's to the extent. But that's not all, though. I would definitely venture to say that that's not all of them because there are a great deal of men out there who, who really are in-depth in the, in the Old Testament scriptures. But as far as... Um, Women are concerned, women in Scripture, I would just clearly say, hey, it hasn't changed. What does the Scripture say? The Scripture is very clear on how, you know, women deal with it. Like Brother Yeshua said, you can't find in the Scripture where you have in the standpoint of a um, role of a uh, a pastor over men. 
in that sense, the leadership over man. Scripture clearly says that Paul said, I suffer not a woman to usurp uh, authority over man. Well, <clears throat> he said, a woman, authority over man. Well, the thing is, is that if we look at our culture context, it's very out of order. So we definitely cannot look at what we see and what we live and what our reality and then based that all of a sudden becomes the standard in which we determine whether the Bible is valid or invalid, true or not true, authentic or non-authentic. No, we have to take the Bible and do the reverse and look at our culture and say, well, okay, the way that our women, the roles that we play in this culture, is it consistent with the Scripture? Of course not. But there's a lot of variables as to why come it's not. But for the most part, what you heard from that song, that particular song, even the spirit of it, it's not about a woman who's a proverb, woman who's industrious, who's productive, who, who the, the way that she maintains and carries herself is one that makes her husband proud and, and makes her husband proud even within his community. Now, that's a whole different context there. you got rebellion. You're talking about in Independence. Anytime people begin to declare independence, you be okay, watch out because the hold last thing they're going to declare independent from is is God. Hold on, hold on, brother. You got all kind of people want to ask you questions. The phone line lit up, man. You, <laughs> hey, you know me. Now, let me, let me on, on, I don't, I don't, I don't think they lit up on brother. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Come on with it, you know me. But you, well, we ain't gonna, well, hold on, hold on, just so before I go to the phone line, I'm sorry, y'all, I didn't see those hands up like that, but uh, listen, I'm going to come to y'all, and again, I apologize, I get to you sooner, but I was looking at the chat room, and I'm trying to just, you know, anyway, but I'm going to go ahead and go to the first call, they are at an unknown listing, so I can't really see their phone number, so I just have to say, uh, go ahead, call you on the air. You know who you are with the unknown listing. New York. Yep, you're on. Go ahead. How you doing? Um, happy Kwanzaa and all that good stuff to everybody. If you want to say that, happy uh, holy days. Well, same to you. Yeah, I, um, I just wanted to to say, um, you know, just basically. I hope that we coming into a time of next year or whatever you want to call it, you know, that uh, just things start progressing for the best, man, because uh, things don't look, you know, in, in these day and age with the media and the way things are and being promoted to to our people, you know, it's less spirituality and more of, uh, you know, I guess uh, lifestyle and luxury. Well, let let me say this, my brother. I don't, I don't, my brother, can you hear me? Okay. Yes, I can. Just chop chop you a little bit, but God. Well, listen. What, what's happening tonight? Just so we on point. This show is really designed for those people, and that could be you. I don't, I doubt it. I think you're a well learned individual, and you got a little noise in your background. Okay, echo. Got Everybody else hear that echo? Yeah, yeah, I can hear it too. Well, oh, let me try to mute it while you talk, guys. Okay. I heard you. Okay, now what's happening is, my brother, we're talking about the practice. This show is, our first show we did was Proving with Israel with the Scriptures. Second show, Proving with Israel without the Scriptures. Third show, okay, so what, we're Israel. 
what does that have to do with anything? The relevance of the revelation of us being Israel. This show is talking about the practicality. How do we practice? How do we live as the Israelite? Let me ask you a question. You, you got a feedback or something going on, man? If you can just turn down your speaker. Let me let me let me mute you guys on the on the actual computer. Hold on. Got okay. You. I got you. Erico two five one. Erico two five one two eight seven. I promise I'm coming to you next. So uh, just just be patient with me, please. We want to get everybody's question and comments in for tonight. Uh, but brother, uh, what I was going to ask you is, are you there? Yes, I am. I want to ask you a point blank question. Do you believe in the uh, revelation of uh, uh, certain people being Israel that's fulfilling scriptures of uh, African descent? Um, I I don't try to um be on belief. I like to more with more of a knowing type thing because you know believing is not really known. But I tell you, original black man is definitely. Uh, of you know Israel, everything comes from Africa, man. If you want to even break it down, Israel was part of Africa. You know, if you really want to get down to 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 the core of things, and um, you know, for me, I mean, I I don't know, I I, I jumped in kind of a little bit into to the show, you know, a little bit late. I just want to say that you know <clears throat> that I hope that our brothers and sisters out there, you know, I don't know um if y'all consider how you know what specific um religion you know is is the brother Sean the rapper you know what what you know if he's a you know Hasidic Jew or not or whatever he is but I just hope that the brothers that are in position um start making attempts to to change make change over there on the other side of 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 the world you know I'm I'm in the US so I'm just saying you know with all the all the mayhem that's going on with you know, with with uh, the continuation of people, you know, taking settlements and um, you know, basically, you know, displacing a lot of this Palestinian people that's out there. You know what I'm saying? And, that, and those are people. You know, whether you want to, you know, uh, you know, everybody has their debates and stuff like that. But that's really, I think, that that's one of the main things and uh, uh, one of the important things. That you know our, our brothers, you know our, our Israelite brothers, you know Jewish brothers, whatever you want to call them, you know what I'm saying. Uh, uh, need that that are in position, you know what I'm saying. The ones that are in position and have power to start working towards making change and basically having some type of ownership. We don't got no land, we don't got nothing. So you know it starts off with that and and, and reclaiming our lands, man. In the sense of you know things that was taken away. You know, and, and you know. Well, well let, let me say this because I don't mean to be, I don't mean to be, uh, I don't know what's the word other than disrespectful, but I kind of yeah. want to stay on point because what you're doing, you're getting off on something I really like to talk about, and that is a solution in terms of uh, like on land ownership and how do we empower each other and a uh, 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 power base and and, and 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 the things that a lot of our leaders have been talking about for a very long time. But tonight, this particular show is pointed. It is talking about one specific kind of thing. It's not really a show where we can kind of think about like that. As much as I respect your research and your uh, knowledge of knowing what the solution is. And I can hear somebody saying now, 
talk about the solution. Well, we are talking about the solution, but we're talking about it a little different way. Again, we're talking about practical. Now that we know we're Israel, how do we live it out? Hey, hey just said, Go ahead. Brother Seth, in regards to the, to the cause of question, uh, I think I do uh, have a response to that. I think, but before I do that, because it, it does involve reading a passage of Scripture, if you go ahead and get the next caller, and then after the next caller presents his question, then I will respond to the the next caller's question, and I guess Brother Yeshua, and then respond to the, this present caller's question, too. But uh, I think I do a have a response point. that regards to that, that, that will, in a That's sense, a uh, say it again. That's a good point. That's a very good point. We'll do that. Well, my brother, uh, did you hear that? Yes, sir. Okay, so we're going to go on to the next caller, but I really appreciate you trying to hone in on the, the solution, hone in on uh, real power, substance. I understand that. And I think we're doing the same thing. We just come in a little different, okay? No doubt. I'll be checking in on the computer and keep keep with, keep doing what y'all doing, man, on the show. Really respect it, brothers, all right? Keeping that information yeah. out there, and we and we respect you likewise. And that brother, I appreciate him uh, probably more than he know. And I do have shows, just so y'all know, we do have shows where we get into exactly what he's talking about. You know, serious, concrete things. There is a lot that's about to happen in our world. There is a lot that's about to go down for real, honest, for real. There is a lot that's about to go down. And so we got to be alert and aware about uh, uh, we should be talking about prophecy. We should be talking about, is it just me? I don't hear myself anymore. Uh, Brother Gary, you there? Mm-hmm. Brother Yashua, you there? Okay. Brother Yashua, you yep. there? Okay, yep, because the, the phone line got real quiet. Okay, Erico 251287, go ahead with your question and comment, please. How y'all doing today? Oh, pretty good, pretty good. good. Um. You talking about how Israel should live today? If you go, I mean, first thing we got to see what the Apostle Paul said. He said he is not a Jew one outward, but one inward. A Jew should live as Christ lived, dying to the flesh. That's but if you're not true. in Abraham, if you're not Abraham's seed, you're, if you're not in Christ, you're not Abraham's seed. The Israel of God today is them that are in Christ. That is true. Now, I am so glad, so glad you called because I was trying to put questions out on the floor in the same manner by what you're doing. I appreciate mm-hmm. what you're saying. Now, I want you to, I want the brothers to address you, but before they address you, I want to comment first. I want to go first this time. I've been letting them go first, but I want to go first this time. Now, I do believe what you say is true. If you can accept what I'm about to say is true, then even better. Okay. All Scripture has to be fulfilled, my brother. All Scripture has to be fulfilled. Past, future, and present. Past, present and future, all yeah. scripture. And Christ said, we shall, man shall live by every word. Every word to perceive by the mouth of God, good or bad. Okay. Now, now, having said that, Israel has to be identified in the end time for us to understand several things. The return of the Messiah, even to understand something as simple as who is Babylon? Where is Babylon? You Babylon know, is Israel, churches. 
is what? Babylon is the whore of the churches. The seven Absolutely. churches in Revelation. Yeah, but who are they in 2012? Where are they at physically, not just in the scriptures? The scriptures well, represent. But well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can I present this scripture that Paul would say? I'll, I'll answer you the way Paul would answer you. He said the children of the flesh are not the children of God. Seth, please. Well, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. I would like to respond to him from the, very, from the very author that he just named. I would like to respond to him in a kind because I think I know where he's going. And I'd like to just, if you want, just nip it in the book. Now, Israel will time. be, the flesh, uh, Israel, will be restored when Solomon Gore is restored, when the um, when all their sisters and when all the Samaritans and her daughters shall be restored. Then Israel shall be restored, the flesh. Okay, but now your point your point was you said that that Israel is that is, is that Israel should be living as you said as in Christ and in Christ and yeah so right right so your point about that now and and saying that point are you trying to say that that and being able to identify who physical Israel or physical Israel itself is of no consequence or significance at this point in in Scripture I wouldn't say we wouldn't I wouldn't say that we would um we would uh, put them down or. Or anything like that, but uh, if you look at Paul, he only identified one Israel, and that was Israel, one inward, not one outward. Okay, let me let, you let me give your you Paul. Scripture, read me, your okay. scriptures. No, no, wait, no, 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 no. Let me read you a scripture first. Let me give you Paul's word. Let me respond to what you just okay. said. That's why I asked the question. Can I, I give mine? If it, can I give you mine if you give me yours? Yeah, let me get. Let me, let me go ahead. Let me let okay. me read you the scripture because that's why I come and okay. ask the question. Romans chapter eleven. Yeah. I say then, have God cast away His people? God forbid. No, but, through the fall, but through the fall. No, wait, let me, let me, sir, sir, sir. Okay. I'll let you speak now. Let me speak. Let me finish, okay. please, and then I'll pause and let you respond. Okay. First, let me finish. Let me come to an end. I say then, have God cast away his people? God forbid. For I'm an Israelite of the seed of Abraham of the tribe of Benjamin. God hath not cast away his people which he foreknew. For what know you what the scripture saith the liars, how he maketh an intercession to God against her saying, Lord, they have killed the prophets, dig down thine altars, and left alone. Am I? And they seek my life. But what saith answer of God unto him? I have reserved to myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to the image of Baal. Even so, at this present time, remember, I'm quoting Paul, the same man you just quoted. Even so, at this present time, there is a remnant according to the election of grace. Now, you spoke of Christ. Now, we're in Christ. But he's still speaking mm-hmm. of a physical remnant according to the election of now, grace. That's a spiritual remnant. Wait, wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let's stay on point here. He is still okay. speaking of a physical physical, biological remnant according to the election of grace. And he says, and if by grace, then there's no more works. Otherwise, grace is no more grace, but it be of works. Then there's no more grace. Otherwise, works is no more. He says, what then? Israel have not attained which seeketh work, but the election have obtained it. Because as we spoke of earlier, we said, there is the elect of Israel. And when you spoke about Israel should be in Christ, that is the elect of Israel. But remember, that's a, that is a physical elect of Israel. That is the physical, biological people, an ethnic group, a physical elect of Israel. So they're both the significant, like you said, that's why I went, what, what point were you trying to make by your point? Okay, I agree. That's, understand that. There are Jews being saved in the East. There's Israel. There's a lot of Israel being saved in each generation that's physical that believes in Christ. Right. But if they don't we, believe we, in Christ, they're not. They're not God's elect. But we already right. But that's a step. That's a fact that we've already established, and I, we understand that. So it my says point Israel was, what, what, that is now that is now is in bondage with her children. And who would that be? That would be the, the that would be the spiritual Israel and the physical Israel that that's blinded. 
But they're and in bondage. Well, who would they be? Who would the physical Israel? The physical Israel is um, Abraham's seed of the flesh. And who are they? The one who killed now. Jesus. Well, who are they now? They're the ones that are in Christ. Now you in Christ, no, 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 you are Abraham. No, 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 because if they killed Jesus, that means they rejected Christ. So they, so they wouldn't be the one who necessarily. Well, it says over in uh, it says over in John eight forty in eight I think eight forty one or two it says and them that believe on Christ that there was Jews that believed on Christ and still want him dead. But my point is, but your but your point was is that again I get my point. Question is this: Who is that physical Israel now? Those physical uh, Israel. How would we identify them today? Right today, if we walk, did you walk me down New York Street? And we, I don't and think we, I we think do, we know them by the spirit because I think we'll be one in the flesh. No, why would we have spirit? to by the spirit with the physical? If they're physical, we should be able to identify them physically. Why would we have to know them by uh, the Paul, Paul, put, uh, Paul, Paul went against that. Paul said in Romans two twenty eight, it has nothing to do with race. It's one inward, not one outward. You're speaking of being in oh, Christ. Oh, hold on, hold no, on, brother. Uh, yes, but, let me read this. Y'all read me some scriptures, and let me read this. Um, let's go to Galatians 5 first. 6, I mean. Let's just let the scripture speak for itself. Alright. Uh, 6.15 says, For in Christ Jesus neither circumcised anything nor uncircumcised, but a new creature. And as many as walk according to this rule, peace be on them, the mercy, and upon the Israel of God. Now, it's the spiritual Israel that is the Israel of God. No, 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 no. Hold on, 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 hold Brother, brother, you're doing a good job. You're doing a good job, my brother, defending what you believe. All we're asking is just share us out. Okay. Just keep doing what you're doing. Keep. I, I admire you for standing up for what you believe, but just hear what we're saying. Okay. We're going through the very same Bible, Romans 11. But I you didn't, say you didn't quote by hold, the on. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm reading two now. Let the Bible speak for itself, as you said earlier. Romans 11, I say then, have God cast away his people? He had just, Romans, Paul had just got to talk about what you just said. So you're right. He was talking about the spiritual Jews. You're right. That's in the Bible. But you've got to keep reading. I say then, have God cast away his people? God forbid. For I also am an Israelite of the Abraham of the tribe of Benjamin. That is not in the spirit. He's talking about blood DNA. Right there, he is. I can't make the same scripture. Hold on, right there. I know. Right. Well, hold on, hold on, my brother. I'm trying to let you see something. Now, if what you said was true, there would be no Romans 11. There would be no need to say, "Have God forsaken the people? Have God, you know?" Read, 11, read verse 11. Hold on, hold on. What you got to understand, in this chapter, it talks about there is an election. 
there is an election. Now, one thing I respect what you're saying. But they ain't Christ, though. Hold on. Right. Absolutely positive. It has nothing to do with race. Hold on. Let me finish, my brother. Please. They're going to be natural Israel that seek him after with the spirit. The the Bible says those that worship must worship in spirit and truth. There's going to be some natural Israelites that is going to be in Christ, in Christ, natural Israelite that the Most High is going to use in the last and evil days. He's going to use the spiritual Israel. They all won. Hold on, hold on. You're right. You're right. But but it's like, I hear what you're saying, but what you got to understand is this. You're trying to separate the two. Now, brother, listen. You got to reveal, first of all, under under the umbrella of white supremacy, that we've been living under. I'm, I'm not under all that. Hold on, that's, hold on, but just, just let me. Hold on, right? But let me let me get this out. Okay. If we let these people preach this Bible, we will not be able to even identify Israel. We won't know. Can why you prove we, to me Israel was uh, the African nation, sir? Let me tell you something. Wait, 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 I mean, I'm asking a fair question. Wait, 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 Can we please deal with the spirit of this? Let me ask you, sir, why is it important for him to prove to you that Israel is an African nation? But why, why is that an issue? No, 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 my question. No, because since you've been on here the last three minutes, all you said that it makes no difference whether it, that, that race makes you no gotta issue. you got to be in so, Christ. So wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, my brother. You said race I makes know, no please. issue, race no, makes no difference. So why is it important for him? Why is it necessary for him to prove to you that Israel is Because I heard the first caller before me, y'all was talking about the African um, nation was Israel. Okay, well, well guess what? Well, wait a minute, Israel, let me ask you Israel this. Then. Let me ask you this, because you said that, there is, that race is a non-issue. Is right. an Israelite, is, is it, okay, wait, wait a minute, is an Israelite what you just called him? What is that? Is that is that that uh, that term of identification? Is that an ethnic term? Are you identifying a group of people by uh, ethnicity? Y'all, the caller before you did. No, no, I'm asking you. When you say no, Israel, I, I are tell you, you Israel you, is no race. Is whoever believes in Christ Jesus. So, so you saying so you saying that there is no physical race of Israel. It will be when no 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 no, no, no. you saying there will be what you mean? Wait a minute, because you acting like you acting like they they they're gonna be non-existent hey, for a but, long time. Verse eleven. Read verse 11. I'm reading verse 11. I'm reading verse 11. Read it to me, then. Please. Please. No, I've already read verse 11. I say then, have they stumbled? Okay, guess what? I say then, have they stumbled? Who is they? Israel. The flesh. Okay, is is, 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 the flesh Israel. That's what I just said. That's the whole question we get to. You say that race is not an issue, but Israel is a race, right? They were then. It's a race in Christ. What, but then, no, you no, got no, no, right. back no, 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 back then when he's saying they, when Paul is talking about they, he ain't talking about they Wait a minute, sir, wait a minute, sir, let me finish. No, he's not, he's not, when Paul say they have stumbled, he's talking about Israel, he's talking about that physical race of people, and they're not in Christ because they stumbled. And God blind their eyes. But who are they? Are they a race of people? Are they a race of people? Yes or no, sir? Yeah, yeah they're a race of people, but who and says the they are and, and the only reason, and let's get to the but the only reason why you have an issue with the fact that this is no. race and Israelite being is race is because so you, Pacific, said now, you Pacific said it was the African race. And that's can my you prove you that? You finished my sentence. You finished my sentence. Seth, you can go ahead and deal with him because now I finished my Because he just finished my sentence. You have no the scripture to back it up. 
the problem that you have with it, the problem that you claim, the problem that you have with us is that we claim Israel is a black nation. Your eyes be open in the name of Jesus. Sir, that's what happened. Did he hang up? Yep, they never stay around to listen. They never. Right. I was trying to get, he didn't want to listen at all in the first place. I mean, he just kept interrupting everybody. He wouldn't let you finish anything, any point. I mean, pretty much, you know. But, yeah, I mean, even but the Gary, but Gary, but I know what Gary was trying to do, and, and I appreciate what he was trying to do. He was trying to get the, to the book. Otherwise, that call would have went on long, long, and we really did get out a little bit off the subject. But but the people listening, and they want to know, I mean, it does kind of end on the subject, but it's kind of off it, too. But we get this all the time, and all we ask is that you just let's just keep going, like Barnabas and Paul did. Let's just go toe to toe, scripture to scripture. Don't disrespect each other. Let each other talk. Share the scriptures because he have no idea. He has picked the wrong show to say through through Africa. You got to be kidding. We know more scriptures where. What he has got to do is prove that they're white. That's what he's really trying to say. He didn't come out and say it, but he had problems with it being African. If we say prove that it was in Africa, then he don't have no scripture to stand on, none. I wanted to go to Romans 9 and uh, 3 also because, um, yeah, we know that there are scriptures talking about uh, spiritual Israel. They're still not physical Israel. His point and our point, we were talking about physical Israel, you know, and – but Romans uh, 9 and 3 says, For I will wish myself were a curse from Christ for my brethren, my kids, kinsmen, according to the flesh, who are Israelites. So in this one, he's not talking about spiritual Israel. He's talking about physical Israel. No spiritual anything. Physical Israel is the so-called black people with woolly hair. And that's a fact, which we can prove all day long. So Absolutely. And, and, and you know another thing, in, in his defense, he had a lot of truth, but like Gary picked out, he was using bona fide truth. Yes, there is a spiritual Jew. Yes, the Most High is not really interested in that flesh. He's interested in those that worship in spirit and truth, but he said that in the latter days he was going to do a work with fleshly people called Israel that's going to worship him in spirit and in truth. So he's right. They are going to have to be in Christ. He is dropped there right. But what he was trying to do is downplay the African, the racist part, and that's what Gary was trying to call him out. And when Gary called him out, you know, he he didn't stay on the line. Now, folks, I hope you all are listening. That's very clever of what some of y'all's pastors are going to do. No no disrespect to your pastor, but some people, they, and it ain't just, what you just heard is white supremacy. You didn't hear a white man. You hear white supremacy. That can be said to <laughs> black folks. That can be said to old mothers, black people, black old mothers with white stockings roll up. We haven't been dealing with this for 20 years. It's a philosophy. Yes, he is right. Let's get this straight. Not one person on this line is going to disagree with that brother that you cannot be in Christ. The most high is not interested in working with anybody that's not in Christ. I mean, I'm not saying he's not interested in working with He He wants to get us in Christ or, or following Christ. Or, you know, because the, the church, a part of the church. You're right, not here to see in Christ. He, he's not really trying to do no work with fleshly, knucklehead, disobedient, never really was obedient as a nation Israel. So the brother is right. But what that brother had a problem with is when we talked about it being African. 
that was his bone to pick with us. If we'd have been talking about the Jews over in the land and the Jews this and the Jews that, he'd been, it'd have been a wonderful show. When we start talking well, about it being black folk, that's what he really asked his heart. His heart was Israel ain't black. That's what he should have came out and said. Israel's not the black. The next question I was going to ask him was, who are those people over there in the land of Israel today? Who who are they? Because it's real – you hit the nail on the head. What you just heard was a manifestation of white supremacy. And as you said, Seth, that can come be manifested through a white man who, who is very well comfortable within that system, or it can come from a black person, a pastor, a mother, whatever, who that system has been imposed upon them and to no default on their own, but it is a part of their reaction. It's the way they've been programmed to respond because it's very uncomfortable – this truth was like when you're talking about these people who are, they have all of these objections. Well, I just tell them, guess what? Realize that this truth comes with any other truth. Any other truth that is sacred, any other truth that, that, that is worth the dig for, it, it's going to cost you something. It's going to cost you something. I get, guess what? When you, there are those of us who, who, who say that we have an orientation of Pentecostalism. We speak in tongues. Well, guess what? Speaking in tongues are known that you speak in tongues offends a lot of people. Well, guess what? That's the, you have to make a determination. Do you want to embrace that truth or do you, or, and, and deal with the persecution that comes with it, or do you want to deny that edification of yourself? So, again, it's the same thing with this truth. But what you just heard, you hit it right on the head. That was a manifestation of white supremacy. Now, now, now I know a lot of people listening right now probably say, you know what? I don't know now. That brother, he was, all he was saying was we've got to be in Christ. Y'all. What's the problem? And we never we oh, never denied that. We never oh, denied right. that he had to and, and any, hold on, real quick, anybody listening to this show or in the chat room, you better call that seven six oh two and I I don't mean better, but you need to call because you're gonna be disconnected here shortly. Again, if you're in the chat room and you wanna uh continue listening, you gotta call seven six oh two eight three oh eight three eight or you will be disconnected. Join the phone lines with everybody else is there. Everybody mostly is on the phone line. Quite a, few in the, quite a few of you in the chat room. But anyway, uh, Brother Gary is right, and I want y'all to really take note of this brother because I'm so glad he called, and I wish more white males would call him, not because they're white, because some white males call me and they sound like us. and He really can't say white males. I take that back. I wish more people with that philosophy would call. How about that? Because some of them is old Old black mothers, old black men, young black folk, young Hispanic. It's all kind of folk believe like that, brother. And they, and they, will, they have issues what we're talking about. But I hope you all understand what we are talking about. We're not gloating, and we better not be gloating in the flesh. We're just trying to reveal who Israel is. Because once we reveal who Israel is, and this is show number three, we're getting off the subject again. This, this was show number three. Let's say, now that we Israel, what does this have to do with our salvation? What does this have to do? And this is, so we've gotten off. So I want to try to get back again to a brother listening. If you, have, if you happen to listen to the show, if you're still listening, I'm going to say this again. I love you. ain't no hatred in my heart towards you, but I feel like you are full of what we call white supremacy. It's something about that our teaching as kids being brought up in the United States, we feel like white males White people are always superior, always first. And we start placing them in the Bible, and the Most High never said that. We start putting images of them where we just started assuming everything was white. Now that we've done the research, we realize that the Bible is full of dark, dark people. We don't want to just paint the whole message. That's all we're saying. It's major. It 
The Bible is full of black folk. This is show number three. We don't reverse back to show number three now. But what we talked about in show number three is if the black, black so-called black America is Israel, that means we now understand why we're going through the pain we're going through. We now understand this whipping we're getting. It's not that the Most High hates us, or that he just has issues with Africa or third world nations. It's that a lot of these people are nothing more than Israelites, and Israel is supposed to go through a certain amount of chastisement if they disobey as a nation. If they obey as a nation, it's just the flip opposite. They rule over. And I do mean rule over other nations. They will be the head and I can tell. They'll lend and not borrow. Everything they do will prosper. And the most high lays out there that they will be untouchable. However, when they're disobedient, they're nothing more than our lifestyle. They they are literally Israelites and African Americans. Our life as African Americans, our culture is Hebraic. I know that sounds crazy to some of y'all, but everything about us is Hebraic. I mean, you you name it something we do collectively as a people, not one or two knuckleheads go out and do something stupid. But if you can name something that millions of us do every day collectively, I can show it to you in scriptures. We are Israel. What you're looking at when you're looking at our culture is and people turn inside out. You're looking at what the Most High said, what happened to us. We would forget who we were. We would take on the names of our person. That's why none of us wear the names of our true people. How are we going to be looking like we look at B. Turner and Smith and Jones? That's not right about that picture. Our behavior of our young people, how we're exploited. Somebody once broke it down to me that even Wall Street itself is jump-started by ignorant people millions and billions of dollars by the trickery upon the poor and the uh, the uh, the uh, uh, exploitation of a people jumps Wall Street. It's literally jumps Wall Street. Literally, those billions and billions of dollars look like they have nothing to do with the hood. All of those, and we saw that in the housing bubble. We saw that. That was... Uh, the prime, uh, uh, subprime mortgages, uh, mortgages sold to people that didn't know. That caused trillions of dollars. So don't tell me that what I'm saying is not true. The ignorance of our people is how that they're standing on us as a nation. And the ignorance of us as a nation and exploitation of us is literally jump-starting this very economy. Okay? Small uh, people say a little different. They say we built this country. So all I'm saying, brother, that just called, and we're going to move on because I do want to hit more about the differences. I have not talked about all kind of other things that I want to talk about, but this is this is worth it because some people who didn't listen to show one, two, and three gonna call on show four and to just wreck everything. But that's okay. I just wanted y'all to hear how clever that was. In his heart, he might have thought he was doing right, but. Brother Gary called it out. The brother had some issues with it being black, and some of y'all do too. It's bigger than being black. We need to know who Israel is. We need to know where all these black folks on this planet fit. How can that Bible be lily white and there's only 8% of white people? Folks, you, you listen, is oppressing the people of the world by not embracing the truth. As long as y'all talking about that Bible is white, you are disenfranchising nations of the world for playing their parts in the scriptures. 
Brother Gary, Brother uh, Yeshua, I'm going to let y'all jump in here. I've said enough. Brother Yeshua. Okay. Well, um, yeah, I mean, honestly, I wish he was still on the call. That's all, you know. I mean, it's just so, so we could have took But, you know, he, he really didn't want the truth, you know what I mean? He just wanted to continue to interrupt and not really listen and just get out what he wanted to get out. But, um, but yeah, it's pretty much it's like you said, both of y'all hit it right on the head. I, I mean, it's just white supremacy. That's just what it is. You know, they hate the fact that, you know, we are who we are. And we're waking up to who we are. You know, they hate that fact. And um, a lot of them don't know, but they hate it to um, for it to even be a possibility, you know. And, and, um, and you know what? You know what, Brother, brother, brother Yeshua? We sound like the villains because here this innocent white man calling into my You got to be in Christ, though. You need to be saved. You got to be in Christ. And we're talking about the black. We're talking the caller, caller. If you really listen to what we're saying, there ain't another one of us, neither three of us, will say, you don't need to be in Christ. Brother Yahshua is talking about his relationship with the Most High and how he tries to walk with the Most High. Please. Brother Gary talked right. about it. You know, we are totally preaching and pushing relationship. We might not say it like certain people, but my point is do not play us stupid. You cannot, just because you know you Israel, if you don't know who the gospel, the gospel, if you don't know why Christ came, lived, died, shed his blood, and you just out here just, just pumped up on the fact we Israel got Judah wrote on your neck or Issachar uh, tattooed on your back or something, you way out of line. We need to know we Israel. You've got to go to show one and two and three. We cannot turn this show with these last few minutes into show number three. We just can't do it. At this time, brothers, I want us to really, Brother Gary, I feel you got something to say. So go ahead. Well, and something, and also, in regards to what, what Brother uh, Yeshua said about uh, the white supremacy thing, too, is that there are some black people that listen to what that brother just said. And they kind of hit his own sentiment. They hit that, that actually he spoke their sentiment, something that they basically can believe in regards to this anyway. So actually, that means that it, it represented a purpose in that. In the sense, it is that if you feel that way, and if if you just really search your heart, and if you determine and come to the conclusion that the reason why you have a problem with this message is because we are inferring that. That that Yahushua, that Jesus, the Christ, was a black man. That 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 the original Israelites, the people in the Scripture, the Bible, are black. If that if that is one, of, if that is the central issue that bothers you, um, it's kind of like a doctor that tells you you got good news and bad news. Bad news is you're a victim of white supremacy, and your diagnosis is that you're suffering from self hatred. Because it's, it's difficult for you to see black people in that light as a result of the programming that you, your forefathers, their generations have been programmed and been victimized to over the last, let's just say the last 50 years of media. We don't even deal with the whole last 400 years of programming. But again, that's the reason you're responding to that. And don't fight that in the sense of okay, no, nah, I don't want to get this. I don't get it. And don't 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 do the thing that does not cause you courage to cause you to challenge that and say no. 
no, I'm going to go, I'm going to push through this point to where it makes me uncomfortable, and I'm going to really, really dig to find out if there's some relevancy in the truth to this message. And if it is, I'm going to grasp it like anything else that the Most High has put before it, and I'm going to get a hold on to it with everything that I've got because it's going to make me more closer to Him. It's going to cause me to have a better understanding of Him in my life and His purpose for me in His life, in His scheme of things in the kingdom. So again, I would say, hey, that 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 all that is is that you, you, there's some victimization. We've all been victimized by white supremacy. We all, is, is, is a result of living in this cultural American context, have been subject to the, the self-hatred that comes from always being focused from the very point of what we're talking about, the Messiah himself, depicted in white features. So, again, that's something that we have to deal with, you know, but, hey. Let's move on because we have greater things. And one of the things I want to say is that you may have to do another show, and then that show would be, okay, now, because there are a lot of people here for the most part, just their curiosity alone says, okay, uh, I'm convinced. I, 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 there's a lot of things I'm persuaded of. I may not be totally convinced, but I'm persuaded of. And then it may, this may be the issue is that, well, okay, now that I know all of this, I understand some things that what I'm, I should expect, some things to be expected in this. Okay, now. How then shall I live? Literally, that, what do we that, do next and, step? And I think and that that gets great. I was going to say that, that, and then that would answer the brother's question when he was talking about the fact of what's going on in Israel. Because if you if you if you if you dedicate another show to dealing with, let's look at let's look at the whole issue of Israel in regards to current day living, in regards to current day prophecy, and then how then should we live? Because of the fact is that what if you are a physical Israelite, are you required to keep the feast? Well, then guess what? There's some people out there, they want to know that. And they want to know from Brother Yeshua, if we're required to keep the feast, why are we required to keep the feast as opposed to Gentiles? Because remember that uh, all the things that recorded in the book of Acts, all those feasts, those events, those were revolved around feasts that began in the Torah. It was not some contemporary phenomena that Christ brought along. No. When it, we matter of fact, even to the last night before he was offered up the Passover, which is why now in Christianity they don't understand that from where they teach it, when he died and when he rose again, that it's really, it just makes no mathematical sense. But when you understand the Torah and you understand that on the Passover that he was offered up, that was called a high Sabbath. Well, guess what? He was celebrating that. He was honoring that. The Messiah himself was honoring the Passover. So why should we keep the Passover, Brother Yeshua? So again, how then should we live? Okay, now that we're in Babylon, how should we live? Should we be trying to live and escape this place? Or is there a scripture that says that maybe we're supposed to build and plant and pray for the peace of this nation so that, so that we might live peaceably? But again, we don't have time for all of that now. I know because we're coming to a close, but that might be the final show you want to do. You might want to consider that, Seth, because I know that there's a lot of people want to know, okay, all right, okay, Brother Seth, you did a good job. You, put, you provided four shows out there. You gave me a lot of information. I've been listening. Okay, now. I want to know because a lot of the ways I see Israelites living, I don't know if I'm cool with that. So I want to know from you guys' perspective, based upon your biblical information, how then should we be living as Israel and Babylon in a nation of captivity and you in know, the last Gary, days? And, Brother Gary, and, and you, Mo, you know what, unfortunately, and I do say unfortunately, you're right, I'm going to probably have to do that show. But for real, for real, this show is supposed to be that show. This show is supposed to be us talking about how we live in Babylon. Now, the brother came, and, and maybe it was the most high, you know, that he's supposed to do that because 
Some people still bucking it. But really and truly, I'm to a point now where I almost want to say to any caller, first before I say anything, do you believe we Israel? If they say no, I can't take your call right now. I'm almost to a point because this show is not designed for those that don't know we Israel. This show is for those that say, okay, all right, all right, thank you all, I see the light. I've struggled with this, but I see the light. Okay, now that I know Israel and I see uh, that Israel is uh, uh, vastly dark-skinned people scattered out the four corners of the earth, they're in Africa, they're in Australia, they're in India, they're even in China, they have been scattered throughout the four corners, and yes, a few of them was, you know, they went to Europe and they, they... actually turned white because of the pigmentation couldn't hold up and under all that uh, mutation. And that's 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 not that's a polite word, that's a scientific word. White skin is a mutation. It's a mutation all day long. Our people, our people, us in Africa mutated. We lost pigmentation. Many of those people went up in Europe and they began to uh, become a mighty nation. And Today, the reason why they look like albinos is because they're so mixed with melanated people. And that's why they have blonde, blonde hair, red hair, and all that. If you notice, every color of hair white, they have black folks have it. Again, white skin is a mutation. So, But I didn't know that until I learned the Hebraic way of looking at the scriptures. How about that, listener? Until I found out I was an Israelite. And I began to start understanding, well, if I'm an Israelite, where did uh these white people come from. If uh, if the Bible is full of black skinned people, where where did uh, where did white skin? I didn't get that until I recognized we were Israel. This is what I'm trying to say to y'all listeners. It is vitally important you accept and understand we're Israel. But I'm hopefully I'm talking to folks that know we're Israel and that are saying how do we live. So let's try to. Finish up that as much as we can. Brother Gary is right. Unfortunately, he is right. I'm going to have to do another show. We hit this a little harder because we did get derailed there a little bit. But I'm going to share a little bit about, and I'm going to hand the mic over to them, to share a little bit about some changes, some more things that have changed since I have embraced the fact we Israel. What? It's like a, it's like a pair of shades. As long as I don't put on those shades, I don't see certain stuff, or I can't see stuff. But once I put on those shades, I can see certain things. Or it's like wearing a pair of glasses. Once I put on a pair of glasses, I can see. Now, I tell you something I can see very well. I used to not understand why black folks, black men congregate. Why they're on the corners, okay? You know, uh, like a sister one time, you know, people asked me. I, I, I went on air in Cincinnati. And I said, I can prove how whatever black people do in mass, I'm talking about millions of black folks and they do it all the time, I can show it to you in Scripture. And I, I challenge, you know, when you're on the radio, folks will call. I challenge people to call in and, and share something that we do as a nation that, and, and see if I can show it to you in Scriptures. Everything we do. Now I'm going back to show number one. See, it's hard to stay focused on this on this on this topic. That's why Brother Gary is right. But I begin to show people that our culture is nothing but Hebraic. As they call it niggas, they call it you know, if you wanna hide one edge when you hide something from black people, put it in the book. All these little sayings, all these little things. This is how Israelites were. 
houses led by women. I was totally blown away to find out how many homes in Israel was led by women. Why do you think there's so many laws about the, the widow? You know, how many uh, specific statutes about women being by themselves? They have a different name. They call them widows. But all I'm saying is these women were without men. One scripture says, Lord, how long, or Father, how long will we go through? When would, you know, and then he said, unto your houses be without a man. Okay? So, again, this is show one. This is show one. So let me try my best to answer the subject, the, the topic, the question that I put on the table, even myself. It's really hard because you find yourself so much defending with Israel. Okay, but again, we spent a lot of time doing this already. Now that I have walked and embraced this whole Hebraic lifestyle, let's talk about Obama. Let's talk about President Obama. Now that I understand we Israel, then that automatically means that we must be in captivity to Babylon. Absolutely. So when I look at this government, even though I like President Obama, I know that there is no way that that man could be president unless the powers that beat him. There's no way in the world that man could be president unless the powers that beat picked him. So even though I know this, I love Obama. I'm one of those that really like President Obama and Michelle. I sure, certainly do. And, you know, not just because they're black, but I just like them, okay? But I have enough sense spiritual sense to understand that that man was picked by the powers that be the New World Order. How do I know that? Because this country is ran by the New World Order. This is Babylon. This is the nation that all of the nations have been have made drunk through her fornication. Talking about Revelation 17. If this is Babylon and you hear no Babylon, you cannot be on the Lord's side. So I think even if the president is a Christian and he means well and all these things, he still is being uh, 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 controlled. They're putting him out there, his vision, his hope. I think he could very well be a good man, him and Michelle and the whole family. I think they mean well, some dreamers from Chicago, but they're being played by a bigger hand. You saw what happened when he met with those bankers. He didn't put them on the ground like he He didn't put them down. He could have changed the whole structure. That man walked out there with his tail between his legs because he ran into Satan himself. When you start dealing with the banking cartel of the United States and the world, the, uh, the, 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 those people, Rothschild, this whole system set up by the Rothschild, and then he's kicking this whole uh, ungodly uh, uh, Federal Reserve, you know, money made from thin air, fractional reserve, all this crazy stuff. It is nowhere in the world, I don't care how righteous you are, that you're not picked by the New World Order. Having said that, I know I cannot trust President Barack Obama because he is being played. If I trust him too much and they turn him too far to the right or to the left, I could suffer. So I learn all that just by knowing I'm Israel. And if I'm not an Israelite, this way very well could be God bless country and, and this is a God country and how he said, Yeah, this is I, I no longer think like that. When I'm saying God bless America and all this stuff, I don't really I, I say that 
But in the back of my mind, I say, Father, let your will be done. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. I'm not pro-America. I'm pro-kingdom. If pro-kingdom means America has to fall and the Most High is going to raise up another nation, let it be. I want his will. If his kingdom is that America fall, that America rules, let his will be done. So his will be done might mean that America should fall, that the dollar might fall, that the economy might fall. His will be done might mean riots in the street tomorrow, that America is going to go through hell because of all the things you've done all over the world. That is his will. I'm pro-kingdom. I'm not pro-American. I live in America, but I'm an ambassador from another kingdom. So that brother came out earlier talking about we being in Christ. He had no idea who he's talking to on this line. There's no way in the world I'm about to jump on a bandwagon talking about one of the 12 tribes of Israel and just get caught up in some fleshly orgasm. It ain't like that. It is not like that. It is you got to be, and I'm not saying I'm the best. I'm not saying I'm perfect because sometimes I flesh out. Sometimes I have my days where I'm just as rebellious as anybody else. Sometimes I have my moments where I'm throwing a tantrum. It's a relationship like a father and a son. Sometimes some goes outside, slam the doors, mad at the father because he thinks the father's picking on him. Sometimes I feel like the most I'm picking on me. Sometimes I feel like he's not, you know, moving fast enough. Sometimes I feel like, why am I in this situation, blah, 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 blah. It's a it's a relationship, folks. So and I know Brother Gary and Brother Yashir want to jump in, but I'm just going to say one more thing real quickly. Because I'm Hebrew, because I'm an Israelite, I'll tell you something else that has helped me. I can never, ever say that my history is lost. That's unheard of. My spirit has now received it. It was in my head. Now it's a part of my spirit and my being. I, my people, is the most documented people on the face of the earth. My people, bloodline, is the most popular people on the earth. My people, bloodline, is the most Now you say, there you go, you are getting puffed up in the flesh. No, I'm like Paul, you know. I'm kind of like Saul or Paul. Yeah, I know these things, but all of this is not if we're not in Christ. But i tell you one thing. I used to know who I was in Christ, so much so, Brother Yashu and Brother Gary, that I would lay hands on the sick, and they did get healed. If I had everybody that got healed to call the show right now, I don't have enough phone lines for them. I've actually seen the power of the Most High operate in my life. This was when I was full of the same juice that Brother called in early was full of. I was a white supremacist and didn't know it. You say, well, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait a minute. How can you be a white supremacist and you know who you are in Christ? Just look around you. Look at all these people preaching. These. Let me give you a classic example. The church for the long time preached that black skin was a curse. Ham uh, was, uh, black folks was cursed. Black pastors and white pastors preached that for a very long time. Now we look back at it and we can't believe we ever taught that. But these same people was telling folks who they was in Christ. So you can know who you are in Christ. You can know you need a relationship with Christ. You can be laying hands on your sick and getting people saved and healed and all that and be a white supremacist with this, as Brother Gary described it earlier, this self-hate, this self-disrespect that somebody else called it. And black folks is full of it, and white people is full of it. Folks, how can we be any other way? We was raised and bred from, from when we was born by people 
white supremacists. That's our teaching. That's our education system. We don't learn about Africa in our education. Where are we going to learn to, to, to love and embrace darkness and black skin and black noses and black lips and just we, we see black folks and we see ugly. I'm talking about some of us saved right now. So all these brothers on this line is doing is sharing a very precious revelation that the Most High has revealed unto us who Jacob is, who David is, who Israel is, the house of David. So once we see this, this opens up the door to other revelations for us, who Babylon is, whether or not we should be serving the armed forces. I learned that from walking in the Hebraic way, because if I'm a Hebrew, that means this is Babylon, and that means the last thing I need to have my son and daughters doing is fighting to preserve Babylon. So I'm like a, a, a Muhammad Ali. Viet Cong ain't call me no nigga. You the one call me nigga. If I want to go to war, I'm going to war with you. That's how I look at that. And that's why all Americans should look at the armed forces. White people should do the same. White people should say, you know what? They are Israel. That means this government is Babylon. I'm not going to send my kids. See, white man and white woman, you win because you got some precious little ones. And your precious little ones deserve the best. I know you agree with me on that. So you need to see and understand who Israel is and know who Babylon is and know how to treat Babylon. Some of y'all think because you're white, you got the good old boy sister, you got it better than the niggers, or you may not use that word no more. You say you got it better than, than, than some of the blacks. You know, you feel for them. Gosh, I feel for them. You, and you may even try to help in charity and all that, but the reality of it is, like Martin Luther King Jr. say, as long as I'm in bondage, you're in bondage as well. So embrace this belief of who true Israel is. Salvage yourself from white supremacy. The Bible says those that bless Israel are blessed. Those that, those that don't bless Israel are cursed. So you want to be on the blessed side. So how can you not be faithful? That brother that was just on the line, he, didn't, he wasn't a blessing to Israel. See, that's another thing. A lot of people don't look at that call. That previous caller was trying to get us to not identify Israel. If we obey him, then Israel won't be identified, and y'all won't know to bless Israel, and you can't be blessed. So that that right there, I can go on and on. Go on and on and on. Brother Gary, Brother Yeshua, please jump in here. Well, let me say this here, right, and then, Brother Yeshua, I'll make this probably the last thing I'll say because I know we're about to close time here, is that um, I think one thing, Seth, because I'm listening to you and what you were saying, I think that what you're saying is kind of like experiential. It's kind of like the testimony of, 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 of the impact and the effect that knowing that we're Israel has had upon us. And so I think that that's kind of maybe where we got our wires twisted because the more I listened to you speak just then, uh, you know, I just was able to, to come to a understanding and a clarity of that. So because, uh, like, even when we're dealing with the issue of white supremacy, you know, for me, I cannot say that this, this message brought me to the issue of white supremacy because I realized that I, had, I became aware of white supremacy before I was aware that I was an Israelite. So just like a lot of the calls that came in, a lot of people, the brother, people talk about Africa. A lot of these things, those things like that, even having to do with the banking cartel and things like that, a lot of people come into this message, to this revelation, to, the, to this revelation of the identity of who we are as a people, having already crossed those bridges. So I think that for the, so for the most part, I think that uh, 
will be a good thing. And I think I can speak for Brother Yeshua on this, and he can, he can confer or deny on this, is that it's for, for them to, and maybe in the next show, to hear them have Brother Yeshua to tell us from a biblical standpoint of what is it that the Scripture says in regards to Israelites even after the ascension of Christ. So that means I'm talking about even I'm specifically talking about those who are the elect of Israel, the elect of God, I'm talking about those in Christ. But tell us specifically what is it now that okay? Because remember here two four we didn't know we're Israel, so there might have been things that were, that were commands that were given to Israel that we basically took for granted because we weren't Israel. Well, now all of a sudden, now you're aware that you know that you're Israel. Brother Yeshua, how are we to respond to those? What does the scripture say in response to how we're to live our lifestyles from day to day in regards to how we observe holidays, how we observe holy days? What does the scripture say in regards to that? That's instructional. And from my point is, okay, what does the scripture say specifically in regards to what does the scripture say prophetically as to what should be taking place with us as Israel right now? And uh, specifically, what should we be doing? even though we are a people who have been cast to the four corners of the earth, living in a, a land of captivity, even though we're in captivity because captivity is nothing new to Israel. We've been in captivity for almost 80% of our existence. So, again, captivity is nothing new to Israel. So then now that we know that we're Israel and we are in Christ, and at this particular point in time in the dispensation of God's affairs, what should we be doing? Instruct us. Right, right. Yeah, that's a good point, Ock. That's a real good point. And um, what I wanted to say, I wanted to go back and also address um, something that the the previous caller, when he called in and talked about, because, Brother Seth, what you were saying, you said, um, you know, he's not blessing Israel. And that's right, because we know the scriptures say those that bless Israel will be blessed, those that curse Israel will be cursed. Well, you're in grave trouble if you don't even know who Israel is, and you're cursing the people that you don't even know that they're Israel. You know, but also the the scripture also talks about um, those Gentiles, those Gentiles that were grafted in. The Most High says, "Boast not against the branches." But if you do you know. boast, know that you do not support the root. The root supports you. The root you is go. Israel. So he <laughs> lets the people know, even though I'm accepting, right? Even though I'm accepting you other races, he said, if you boast against the natural branches, just know that you can be cut off just for boasting against the natural branches because they support you and you don't support you don't support them. So that's actually what the brother was doing but unknowingly, you know, unknowingly doing it, you know. So uh, And you just said in the very you just said the very polite manner, respect your elders. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That was right. That was good. That was good. Right. So um and yeah, and the other part dealing with uh what Brother Gary was speaking to, you know, that's a that's also a great thing as well because um yeah, I mean, as Israelites, um, we should keep the agreement, our covenant, another word for agreement, you know, that our people made with the Almighty thousands of years ago when we stood um uh, when Moses went up to the mountain and he came down and told us what the most high said and our people said, All that the most high said we will do. We made a covenant, and we made a few different covenants with the Almighty throughout time. Uh, there was a covenant with David. Um, there was a covenant, uh, the Abrahamic covenant. There was a Noritic covenant, the covenant he made with Noah. The, all these different covenants that were passed down through our seed line, we're supposed to keep these covenants, you know. 
And um, covenant, again, just means agreement because um, ultimately um, on the day of judgment, these are the different things that the Most High will be judging us by, each one of us, uh, based on what the Almighty told us to do and what not to do. And it's a really great thing because as you look into uh, after the Messiah's death, resurrection after three days and three nights, ascension back up into the heavens, becoming uh, part of the Elohim again, uh, the apostles who walked with him, Continue to do the things that we always did as Israelite people. Continue to keep the Sabbath day. Continue to keep the uh, the Feast of Weeks, also known as the Feast of Trumpets. Continue to do all of these different things, uh, even the new moons. They continue to keep the new moons, all these different things that Israel have always did. So when you look at that closely, it's like, okay, evidently they did not think that the Messiah's death meant that these commandments were done away with, you know, so it's just a small inkling into that. Now, and oddly, and oddly enough, and oddly enough for a lot of those, the, the caller who called and a lot of those who listening, the very man in question whose voice we, who we just quoted, Paul, after, after Christ's ascension, he continued to keep the feast. And, and, and just so we know, um, uh, again, some of y'all, are listening. We've got two different types of people listening. we got people that are Israelites listening that say, okay, I see the light. That's what this show is for, those that see the light and they are new to this revelation. This show tonight is for you. Now, it's also for another kind of person. You might be an Indian person or a white person saying, you know what, they're on it. That's the truth. I see it. It makes sense. You know, and both of y'all are saying, okay, now that we know who Israel is, how do we proceed forward? Number one, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Pray for our homeland. Pray for the peace. You're supposed to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Okay? If you are Israelite, I don't know about you, but if I found out tomorrow that my last name was Rockefeller, I probably, as my wife once said a long time ago, she said, if I found out tomorrow my name was Rockefeller, I might not want to live in Columbus, Ohio. That's when we live in Columbus. She said, I may want to move to New York. That's right. If you found out you are a certain person, the first thing you want to go do is be with those people. Well, we just find out we're Israel. Give us time to just get used. Some of us going to sound a little bit too much on the flesh side. That's normal. It's like a person get on a plane before, and they start playing with a little vent, you know, that blow down when you're on the plane. Everybody do it. If it's your first time, you're going to turn those vents on two or three times. And I sit back and get a kick out of businessmen trying to look all incognito, do it. Little kids, 13 years old, do it. Seven-year-olds do it. We are new as a nation. Some of this is just Nothing but growing pains. A lot of growing pains on Facebook. A lot of them people just pissed off because they found out they Jacob, so they start putting lions all over their Facebook and just started saying all kinds of stuff about white people. I I share with my white brothers and sisters. Let us get used. Just chill out. Pray for our peace. Support us with Israel. We are Israel. And yes, you're right. We have to have a relationship with the Most High because He ain't interested necessarily in us just finding out we're Israel. But I'll tell you one thing He is interested in. When you find out you're Israel, 
you do have a different attitude. This is another thing that happened to me, folks, when I found out I was Israel. I used to think my stepfather, God bless his soul, may he rest in peace. He just died not too long ago. But he used to say when, when Christ was carrying the cross, he back and he saw that black man helping. Uh, no, no, no. He said when Christ was carrying the cross, it was a black man that helped him when he stumbled. Now, he later graduated to believe that Christ was black himself, a dark skin himself. Hey, but at first, hey, I just want to ask you something real quick. I didn't hear what you said. Did you say he just died not too long ago? Yes. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't know that. You know, I, I met um, Billy before, so I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, Billy. Sorry, had, yeah, I, I hate to tell you that. On, I hate to, that you find out now, but uh, I put it on Facebook, and it's it just when you get a chance, both Facebook you can see his flyer. But uh, anyway, Billy graduated from it, and he began to start because he went to Israel. And he began to see how black that land was. He went about four or five times with me to Israel, so uh, he began to change. Okay. And what happened is, there's something happened. Uh, Gary has a friend named Oscar. Oscar's my friend, too. He's funny. But I was talking to Oscar one time in front of Gary's grandpa, grandparent house, and I was preaching about this because I was so excited to find out who he is. And I was saying, Oscar, ain't this the same man? I don't have nothing to do with the Bible. He says, he said, it don't matter what color he was, Seth, man. I'm telling you, he about to take off. I said, but, man, come on, Oscar. You really don't. He said, I said, Oscar, just, just right now, just, just, just imagine David. Look just like your daddy, but he was a little taller. Just Oscar, believe me. Just go with me. Just just for a minute, go with me. And Oscar said, "Okay, man, let me imagine. I'm imagining." He said, "Oh, he said, don't matter, man." I said, "Okay, okay, hold on, hold on." Noah looked just like your uncle, but he was a little bit thicker. And I said, "Come on, come on, Oscar, man, think about it." He said, "Oh, okay, I'm thinking about you." He said, "It still don't matter, man." He said, "All that matters is Christ." And Sounded just like that white that was online. I said, Oscar, just just a few more. I said, I want you to think about. Uh, 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 I just started naming all these people, and at some point, Oscar got this laugh, and he said, I see what you mean, man. <laughs> I see what you mean because it hit him. This is how they look. Now. Yeah, you're going to get in the flesh a little bit, and you're going to kind of party with it a little bit. You might draw, you might put a picture of David on your Facebook or a lion. Everybody's infatuated with lions on, all these Israelites infatuated with lions on their uh, Facebook page. Okay, allow us to grow. Saints, both of y'all, come on, allow people to just be humans. But the brother was right that came up from the white brother. It is true that you've got to have a relationship with the Most High, but it is also true that man shall live by every word to proceed out of the mouth of the Most High. It is time, black folks, quit sugar, quit walk around on eggshells with this revelation. We've got to have a Venus and a Serena spirit about this. Just bust up in the tennis world and say, look, this me, take a leave. I'm not saying I like how they dress, but they like, hey. It's your whole problem. We're about to play uh, 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 tennis with this negligee on. I don't agree with it, but I'm just saying, I like how they're telling those people, go to you know what. So we got to quit walking around here with this truth and, 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 and apologizing. Doggone it, the Messiah was the war dreads. These were some nappy-headed, Lock wine, braid wine, black folk. They look just like a Jerusalem looked like Atlanta, Georgia back in the day. Get over it. White folks go somewhere and just throw up. 
It's like Farrakhan with his crazy said. Farrakhan, I shouldn't say it was crazy, but Farrakhan one time said something funny, but he was like, some of you, some of you say, and it's even black folks that say this. He said, if I don't even want to go to heaven, if if he's a nigga, but it's true. Some of us feel so, we hate ourselves so much. That we cannot fathom what I say. You're saying to make you want to hang up. You just can't imagine David them looking like some boys in the hood. When them Israelites fought other people, I'm sorry. They were black people. Those was dark-skinned people fighting by the thousands. Saw them. Saw them was, that was a black dude. Them people, goddamn, they were scrapped. Them people, <laughs> they were, I know y'all can't see it. That's why I went to Ethiopia. I wanted to see black folks on horses. And I know I'm here in Texas talking about black folks on horses. But, I mean, every time you see a horse, you just can't picture black folks on it. But, folks, back in the day, we rode horses. That's a black thing. Taking care of camels. That's a black thing. Feeding zebras. That's a black thing. Feeding lions, that's a black thing. That's an African thing. Having pets, that's an African thing. When I was in Ethiopia and I went to this museum in Addis Ababa, which is the capital, I was just blown away, y'all. Oh, my goodness. I pray and wish every single one of y'all go to the Ethiopian Museum and see those beautiful black people tending to those animals. It's just pictures of them in this uh, museum. And I'm like, beautiful. I mean, just imagine somebody like, uh, I don't know what y'all call beautiful, but just imagine somebody really dark-skinned that's pretty just standing beside an elephant and talking to them. Come on, Baba. Come on, Baba. That's Africa. Don't people talk to elephants like they talk to people, just like in Coming to America. Remember when they was, y'all remember the movie Coming to America? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know when they, when him and Eddie Murphy was walking out in the little uh, little courtyard, and that is real. People have been doing that for thousands and thousands of years. But with white supremacy, we've been raised in white supremacy. We can't comprehend black folks and animals. I'm telling you, I don't think we'll ever throw up all this white supremacy. I just don't think we'll ever do it. I just think we'll always be white people deep inside trying to be black. Or trying to be biblical. It's something. It's a sickness. It's a shame what happened to us. I don't know if we'll ever get over it. Only the Most High can deliver us. And this is why I choose to go and travel so much. This is why I went to well, Israel. Usually, absolute, usually absolute freedom from white supremacy for the most part for people who are black will live within the context of the United States is death. Because usually when you get debt free. That's, I mean, if you have a voice anyway, if you're quiet, I mean, if you, you know, I mean, you impact in a, you know, within your community, and your community is small, maybe not. But anytime you get that free of self-hatred and you have a voice and your voice is being heard by certain people in this nation, the result is usually death, you know. But, uh, <laughs> hey, you're right. You're right. You're right, Gary. Look, he is, he, he really is right. And, I, you know what, I'm going to confess something. Now, I know some of y'all, I'm going to lose a whole lot of y'all, but at this point, I really don't care. I listen to a guy that's very controversial. I'm almost ashamed to say his name. But I'm going to say his name. The reason I listen to this man 
is because this man has so much love for black people. It's crazy. But when he talk about black liberation, everybody runs from him, and that's Khalid Muhammad. This man has such a hatred. Somebody said, why are you listening to him if he got such a hatred? Well, I listen to, I listen to college professors that's full of hatred. I listen to news anchors that's full of hatred. I listen to my teacher that's full of hatred. So don't tell me I can't listen to somebody full of hatred and learn something because that's, that's, that's part of my education while you're playing. But Khalid Muhammad has such a healthy, this is what he said. Khalid Muhammad said what the African president said. He said, this is what we're going to do. We get our nation. We're going to tell all them crackers. And this sounds horrible. Just listen to this hatred. We're going to tell all them crackers. They got 24 hours to get up out of our land. Don't say I'm too hard because we get them 24 hours. Now listen, if you look at the Bible and you look at how Sodom did their enemy, how that priest grabbed that knife and drove it through that priest because he didn't kill all of them, if you look at what the Most High told Israel to do to their, their, their neighbors and how he wanted them to go in there and slaughter all of them, the babies, the kids, don't leave nothing alive, and listen to Khalid Muhammad, and listen back to the Scripture, listen to Khalid Muhammad, listen back to the Scripture, you're going to get a revelation. The Most High does not play with wicked. I'm not saying white folks are wicked, but I'm saying if they don't get up out of the land that they've been taking over and raping, that's what the, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, I can't think of the African president name who said the same thing to Lee Muhammad, he did it. Everybody hated well, it to this day. Well, hold on, hold on, I got to get... No, 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 this is the guy that just lived not too long ago. He just did it not, hey, in our time. Oh, Haiti was worse. But what I'm saying is, we don't even know true liberation, a liberated mind. We don't even understand true freedom, it sounds like hatred. Muhammad, all he said was, people that's been in our land, raping and taking our land and causing us poverty, we're going to, well, one day we're going to rise and we're going to tell them, we're giving you 24 hours. Should we call him a cracker? No. That's stupidity. But but you got to understand what he's doing. That is no more than what Israel did to its neighbors. Solomon was not playing with the people. They said, listen, let's go to your land. We're not going to touch this cow. We're not going to touch nothing. We just need to go to your land. We are mighty people, and we just need to go to your land. We're going to touch them. The Most High said, if they let you, don't bother them. But if they say they're not going to let you go to their land, and they, if they're that wicked, take the land and kill them all. I mean, go figure. What is that? All I'm saying is when you see a true liberated person, a person that's in love with their people, and the way you have to govern those people and what you deal with your enemies, it's going to sound like Khalid Muhammad. And that's why I listen to him every once in a while. I feel like I'm getting too much cream in my coffee. I'm getting too weak, so to speak, in other words. And I listen to him to just get a proper perspective on love for our people. Now, I know a lot of y'all think I'm crazy, but you know why I do that? There is nobody else that's strong. Farrakhan has to dance with the powers that be, so he's not as strong as he used to be. I mean, that's, that's the baddest boy to me, you know, as far as uh, liberation it gets. I'm, I'm still on the same subject. I'm still on the same subject. All of these things I found out, listener, when I found out I was an Israelite. I begin to start becoming nation-minded, nation-minded, concerned about our nation and being the savaging of our nation. And like the caller said before, most eyes and the rest of those of us are in Christ. He is right. 
Now it's about the spiritual you, and I push for that now. But there is a part of me that long, like Paul said, for my own kindred, I realize we are Israel. And a part of me wants to salvage that, and I have to say, okay, Seth, now, all right, all right, let's let's just, all right, now, they're not going to all be saved. The Bible put prophesies that many Israelites will die because they will not become in Christ. They will not accept the Messiah. They are going to perish. It's a part of prophecy. So I have to brace myself for that. But a part of me is that spirit of Saul where I just want to, like that woman drove that nail through that king's head. King got so confident he's going to go into the house of an Israelite woman. He's the oppressor now, walking up in there. He's the, the person that the Israelites are looking for. He's going to walk up to the Israelite woman just because he's so used to running over him. And he went to sleep, and she drove a nail to his head and said, I just killed the king. I feel like that. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? Am I on La La Land? Do y'all feel what I'm trying to say here? Yeah, yeah, I definitely understand. Well, actually, I think um – you know, even what you said, that goes to show that you are Israelite because Israel are some of the most kind-hearted people upon the face of the earth. Like, you actually are worrying about, you know, listening to him, and he said he's going to give him 24 hours. Do you think if, imagine, just say another nation came into America, say Iraq or something, all the Iraqis came to America, you think they would even think about giving them 24 hours? They're killing them all right on the spot. You understand what I'm saying? And that's to any other nation. And nobody's gonna say, and nobody's gonna say to China or America, you so wrong. Exactly, exactly. You know, exactly. And even in our military, we're still more kind-hearted. You understand what I'm saying? Even that that guy, Muhammad, supposedly is very militant, but he's still saying 24 hours. And and the nicest. no, that that's just it's just a total difference, you know. These other nations, the white people in America, China, Japan, whatever nation. And, and nation, I was about to, I was about to go ahead. They're not giving them twenty four hours. No, I was just gonna say if another nation came into any anybody else's land, they're not giving them twenty four hours at all. They're killing them right on the spot. I was so hard on Khalid Muhammad because he said, "I said we're gonna kill them all." I'm talking about the babies, and we're going to kill the teens. And we're going to, I said, oh, my God. That's just what war is. That's why you don't go on folks' land. You don't go taking folks' land. You don't do nothing wrong. And you don't have to worry about the bloodshed. Everybody talking about, why would he do that? And then Khalid Mama, he's such a brilliant. You know, this guy got like a doctor's degree, very educated. He said, now, y'all think I'm so hard now, don't you? Then he used what America does to this enemy and how they don't have no grace period. They don't kill our babies, and there wasn't even no war going on. They done injected our babies with stuff, and there wasn't even no war going on. They was killing. He said they... All that bloodshed, y'all just heard me say, he after he got to talking about how America killed its innocent folks who probably looked, they changed their mind. And that's what I'm saying. That's a free man. That's how you think when you're free. He don't went and got educated. This man traveled all over the world. He knows history that I'm just learning. And so, so he has a pride. You know, 
Half of us don't even own guns. We don't even know how to protect our own family. That's how nonviolent we are. I mean, most black people I know do not own guns. Yes, a lot of younger people, I say under 35, that generation, yeah, they own guns. But most people 40 and over, my generation, they ain't got no gun if they do it. So, little old pistol, cheap little something. They ain't got the kind of firepower a lot of these whites have. I'm saying, who is the more militant? Who well, is the more well, you know what? And again, again, that goes back to you know even within the context of the show when you're dealing with, especially in reference to the issue of you know the difference as far as how you see prophecy. The fact of the matter is that all these things take place and they happen because we have to look at it. I mean, and for as far as judgment is concerned, we're in a very unique place because we are the generation that happens to come to a, a, a what I would call a climax of the judgment, the word that was declared against us, and then coming into the transition to us waking up as a people and being prepared to come out from among her. And then that living in the context of Babylon. Because like people, like when we talk about Babylon, and when you talk about Khalid Muhammad, I will always say this, this is that Khalid Muhammad is a natural reaction to response to any mentally health person without the avenue of the understanding of forgiveness in their life that comes through the grace of Christ. And I tell people, if you, don't, if, if you, if you have the grace of Christ in your life, then that's how times you can take for granted the issue of forgiveness. It is not that easy of a thing to do. And it's also, there are rules of war. Just like this nation, there are rules in which you engage in by where war is taking place. And so those things, those are just natural, real things. And the fact of the matter is that we just quit religiousizing, mystifying so much of the Bible. The Bible is a book that is an accurate chronological recorded history of not just religious activities, but it's the history of a people, of an actual people. Their 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 beginning, their sojourning, their their defeats, their conquests, their their captivity. I mean, it's the history of an actual group of people. So again, uh, we have to. It's for one thing what you just said. You said about us as a people, what we're in need of. We're in need of what it talks about in Jeremiah 23 when he says that I will bring you pastors, not long, not, not, not no longer those pastors who will leave you in darkness and lead you into fables and, and a bunch of religious activity, but those after his own heart. And that's why I come, it's so important for us as a people to recognize who we are and wake up because many of us have been called. But many of us are seeing our calling in the context of evangelical Christianity, and that's not what the Most High is after I mean, like you said, Seth, there's only a remnant that's going to be saved. That's really, really, and I would tell everybody who's you know, engaged in this, this, this issue is that understand that there's only going to be a remnant of what you call the elect of Israel that shall be saved. Because for the most part, our whole history has been of people who are rebellious, stiff-necked, and hard-hearted. So, I mean, we it's, again, like the brother talked about what's going on in Israel and talking about praying for the peace of Israel. And have you ever realized the Scripture never says pray for the peace of Israel? It says pray for the peace of Jerusalem, but it doesn't pray for the peace of Israel? Because then if you're praying for the peace of Israel, especially up until this particular point in time, dispensation of things, you're praying against the will of the Most High. He has reckoned them to captivity, to judgment. So we praying for them. He said, but you need to pray for the peace of that real estate over there called Jerusalem. And then what did the Messiah say about that? He said that there are going to be wars and rumors of wars over this land. He said, so don't be troubled in heart. He said, this land is going to be in an uproar and going to be inhabited by Gentiles until I come back. 
So when people get all people get all undone about, oh man, look what's happening over in Israel, what's going on in Israel, it's like, hey, no big deal. It, it is what it is. As far as Obama's involvement in that, my, my concern is that don't go over there trying to part no land. You know, just as a matter of fact, take a neutral stance to it. Leave it alone. Because ain't nothing you can do that's going to make it better. And if you go over there trying to depart the land, then you're going to bring a, a, a special judgment based upon, upon us. And we are already a people of judgment. Like you deal about the context of Babylon. And a lot of people say, well, you know, when we get out of Babylon, well, guess what? Wake up. Babylon is the last nation to be destroyed during, during the time of the tribulation. So I say we well, need to get to read the Bible. Let me do this. Last time I was talking, it cut off on me. Now I don't want it to cut off on me this time. So I just want to thank you and Brother Yeshua. We we are absolutely positive. I really don't want to, but I'm going to have to because we didn't hit this like I really wanted. But we hit so many other noteworthy things. Maybe that brother was supposed to call. We we needed that. So I I will do the next show, but I really wanted to tie this up in four. But we will do one more show if y'all brothers are willing to do that. And uh, we'll just... Folks, it'll be a part five, okay? So I just want to thank y'all. I'm going to hang up and, and play a song before we go. Any quick last words? I'm going to give you like one minute just quickly. You go ahead, Brother Yeshua. I'll get after you. Okay. Well, um, you know, all I just said, wanted to say is um, thanks for the invite. Um, had a good time with y'all brothers um, doing the show, and um, just look forward to the next time we do it again. Yeah, likewise. Good thanks up. for the invite. And, and I would say please tune into the next show because knowing Brother Yeshua as I do and as also as Brother Seth does is that if we come from that format, you're going to learn a whole lot of of what it looks like. You know, as I, in other words, what does it look like to be an Israelite, an Israelite who is who is in Christ in this contemporary context? What does it actually look like? And then also to have to un- and get a better understanding of, okay, what should we be doing and what should we be looking forward to? So I would say the next week's show, the next show definitely is a show with a lot of information, and Brother Yeshua is definitely qualified. Seth has an insight. Seth has traveled half the world. So again, what does it look like now? What are we required from the scriptural context? Then Brother Seth brings that context of, okay, now, yeah, these are the changes that you should expect. This is the things that we should be doing. Because I think for the most for everybody who's listening is, conv- is, is persuaded. All right. Well, listen, we got literally about 45 seconds. Listen, thank you, everybody, for listening. Y'all did a good job, as usual. We're going to go ahead and check out. Again, thank y'all for joining. Yeah, uh, Brother Yeshua and Brother Gary. Good night, everybody. Clap your hands, everybody. Come on. If God's been faithful, then sing along with us. Everybody say faithful. 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 Faithful, faithful is our God. Come on, all over the world. Say faithful. Faithful is our God. Come on, say faithful. Faithful. Faithful is our God. Yes, He is. Come on, say faithful. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.